What's up, Hunters Dribblers? Welcome back to another episode of the Hello Sport podcast. All talk. It's actually all talk with Hello Sport on this Thursday. Same shit, slightly different smell. Sure. Um, you know, you can. I mean, I think that works. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, now, interview with uh, me old man, Papa, Daddy, Dad, Father. Faja. 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 Sire. Is Sire like... Yeah, Sire. I mean, Sire is probably a bit much, but Daddy? Si- daddy. Oh, yeah, Daddy. <laughs> Big Daddy. Um, so, we recorded this interview a while ago with Pops, mm. and great yarn. It went up on SEN, the sort of edited version. And then, I'm not going to name any names, but Tobler lost the entire interview. Yeah. Look, we would, I'd never sit here, Tom, and name names. No. I think that'd be beneath us. Yeah, exactly. It's not fair. It's not fair to Tobler. Well, he um, hasn't chosen the pub. Tobler hasn't chosen the public-facing life. No, he hasn't. So He's we t- won't mention the fact that he lost the entire interview and another one. It'd be uncouth of us, Tom. I'm not going to dare do it. Because no. um, at the end of the day, although he lost the entire interview amongst others, um, he didn't mean to. No, he didn't mean to. So what, what, what did happen, though, to the Tobler that won't be named was that he was basically threatened with his life to scour the earth for humans capable of finding lost interviews. Yeah. People that, like, you know, recover laptops that have been in explosions, that sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. You know, finding sickos with, like, you know, illegal <laughs> material on there. sicko shit on there. Sicko shit on yeah. blown up laptops. We basically had to find, like, FBI-level... Yeah, FBI-trained, FBI-level... AFP-esque, although the AFP, AFP always... I don't know They've always the said a bit better than me. D- no, no offense no, to the AFP. No disrespect to the AFP. Don't come after us. I think it's more just about, like, when you're on the road, yeah. I'm not scared of the AFP. Whereas if a cop's behind me, yeah. I just immediately feel like I've done something wrong. Yeah, I'll shit myself every time. Whereas the AFP, I just... I, I'm like, I you're not, you've got... You, they've got bigger fish to fry. You're yeah. looking after fucking... That's right. ...consulates and all that sort of shit. Like, but AFP, I think, is the equivalent of the FBI. It just doesn't seem to have the same amount of panache. Punch. Punch. You know what I mean? I don't see them doing wild shit. We don't have any no. AFP shows. No, there's no AFP shows. And, and I think that's telling. That might be why. I think that's telling. I think we need to look into that. You mm. know, whoever is the production house in Australia to look into an AFP style FBI inspired show. Not the point. Tobler, who will not be named, lost everything. He managed to recover. It was a two hour chat with dad. Mm. And he was it made- two and a half? I fuck, maybe it was two and a half. It was a long one. We basically got all but like 20 minutes back, I think. Yeah. And say for some things that we edited out that were from all parties, probably not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of things. A couple of things. But nothing crazy. No, nothing crazy. No. Um, so. Without further ado, Tom. Yeah. Lead us in. Papa Bear, Daddy, 12th Man, Dad, Billy, Birmingham, Dad. Take it away, bro. You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. When uh, when you've when you've struck the set, mm. that's a technical term, Tom. <laughs> uh, means you've sort of put the microphones away and the cameras away. I've never seen it all set up in action. In action, when you've got a superstar on board, you know, <laughs> um, you know, with all the fucking yeah. cameras and mics on you. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's quite the it's quite the thing. What, what was? Do you remember what the thing was when we first when he first came in here and I was like showing him off the set? Do you remember how like early was that in the going? Not too early. Like, like this shit. was done. Yeah, okay. But do you remember what the first thing, like the your first comment Don't was about it? Um, 
No, which was it here? It was in here, but it had, it had nothing to do with the physical room itself. No, what did I say? <laughs> Fucking toilet seat won't stay. Oh shit! <laughs> I just I was about to say it again. You come in like you came in after backing out of Tommy, <laughs> and and you've. Wiping your hands all yeah. over your all over your pants. Mm. I'm thinking this looks fucking bad. Yeah, but I went in there and I was like, "There's no fucking toilet like paper, no. paper like no, sorry, not toilet paper, hand wiping paper. Yeah, There's yeah. no dryer. No. no. And you're holding the fucking seat up while you're having a piss, which or just is pissing onto the seat it's and a, wiping well, it down afterwards. Listen, I've heard you talk about it, Ed. I I'm I'm just I just wipe it down now. I can't. I I don't have the dexterity. Oh, so you so you leave the seat down. Yep. yep. And I do my best. Yeah, you do your best. And the, the final drips are yep. going to hit the seat. That's right. And you just wipe it down. Hang on. Um, I've got to... you got to... Uh, hang on to it. Yeah, you'll just, need to hold on to Tonks, come here, baby. Look at you, buddy. You want Tonka. to get your face come on here, camera. Mate. <laughs> come here, beautiful boy. Look at you, Tonks. Off you go, mate. Hey, you're on TV, mate. You're on TV, Tonks. TV Tonks. Well, at least on YouTube. Yeah, well, it's just TV. Put him go. on his bed there. Um, yeah. So I've heard you guys talk about it. Like, mm. you know, why do they, you know, it's a disabled toilet as well. Yes. But shit, what a poor design. Also, in our defence, Strata's meant to take care of all paper towels and shit. The only reason there's anything in there is because we provide it. Strata haven't been sighted off nobbies is what I hear. No, they haven't. They're also the reason we got the leak. Um, I'll tell you what we could do, though. Uh, no, it's, it's up to him, but a dryer, at least. We're not fucking installing it. No, that's obviously you're not going to do it. So he has to get someone in. Mm. At least that, so you're not, you know, saturated hands. Yeah, yeah. I know. And then you go get that door and, and get the door, and then somebody door touches the door, and, and they. I'll tell you what, here? wet doors, wet door handles, oh, and they don't get is on. Is this urine I'm touching? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't be sure. You don't no. know, and your mind immediately goes to that's to urine, urine. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. hundred percent. And then you think, do I go and get a testing kit to see if it is urine? <laughs> mm. But you're like notoriously not. Like not a fan of the uh, the toilet outside oh, of your own domicile. Yes, I am. As as you guys discussed, I told you we binged on uh, Hello Sport when we we're on our way to Melbourne. Oh me yeah, and Will. And um, yeah, you guys were talking, you're putting shit on me uh, <laughs> about my inability to back one out. It's like, you know, I mean, I've never known you've. You, Go into a restaurant with Tom, you sit down, you haven't even got the menu or ordered the coffee, and he's, I'll be back in a sec, you know, and five minutes later he's just gone straight in yeah. and ruined those people's day <laughs> by backing out something, yeah. you know. Well, he doesn't seem to think that he's got a problem, and I go, your old man calls it... A Tommy. A Tommy. A Tommy. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's what he was doing when I walked into the <laughs> hallowed studio today... Uh, I, said to, I said to Tobler, where's, where's Tom? And he said, oh, he's out the back. Uh, I said, he's backing out of Tommy, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Will, Will says that when we go to see Prue, your sister, obviously you know that, yep. but Will says that I spend more time taking shits at her place than I yeah. actually do when I'm in there. I'm like, well, that's I'm a so, misrepresentation I'm truth. extremely jealous. I mean, to have that regular type of bowel mm. is such a good thing. I mean, you're getting rid of all the toxins that could hang around in your body for 48 hours like they do with me. Yes. Um, Which is why I'm a picture of health. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that might be a loose term. And then, you know, like I might finally do one after two days, two and a half days, and I've got to climb off it, you know, so... <laughs> so, uh, have you always have you always had a problem shitting in public? Or, yeah. Or has that developed over yeah, time? Yeah, no, I, I always have. I always have. It's just... I mean, certainly, especially in a restaurant. Is it I mean, a germ thing, though, for you? Or are you like, when you're in there, you're like, this, I'm not open? Just a headspace thing, I think. I just, like, I mean, I, I don't want to 
Like, you know, in 21, a restaurant down in Double Bay, you know, it's got a small bathroom. Yeah, it does. And, you know, Tom <laughs> just goes straight in there, hasn't even ordered anything, and he's just, you know, gone there for five minutes and thinks, shit, some poor <laughs> bastards, you know, just waiting for his, you know, eggs Benedict. <laughs> and he has to get a completely different smell out of his nose before he can smell that salmon yes. or ham. Mm. I don't understand the, the sort of the consequences of what I am. Well, because you can't there. smell. No, yeah, exactly. So I'm not... Did you ever, as a as a father, think, "Fuck, we should get him tested," or you just, "I'll live with it, mate"? Yeah, it kind of, it kind of took a few years to realise just how fucking non-existent it was. Mm. We think it was running into that barbecue, don't we? Well, that's what I like. That's the sort of. I don't remember being able to smell before that, though. Like, if you're eight years old, you'd think you would remember. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think it's one of those things that you you think of. You weren't eight when you did that, were you? Yeah. Right. So <clears throat> you've heard the story. He's like. I actually haven't. Well, He's over at some friend's place mm. and they're playing some games and Tom's just turned around, run after a ball and run straight into the corner of a brick... Uh, barbecue. Barbecue. In the backyard. Mm. And it's got him... Where are these scars? So it went right down here. Yeah, then like top of his it. eyebrow and then top of his lip. And then and, down here a little bit. And obviously, you know, it's taken out a... Taking out my smell potentially. Yeah, we're playing, we're playing NFL, and I was fucking running back to yeah. catch the ball. And you fucked it. Well, I yeah, but it, it was in an unfamiliar backyard. It wasn't unfamiliar. Backyard. Oh, you didn't know. You saw it wasn't my. Yeah. It wasn't my backyard. No, yeah, no. I guess. Shout out anyway, to the Anyway, so they didn't ring us and say Tom's fucked himself. They just said you were on holiday with Mum, and it was right? Nano. Okay, Nano was with us. Do you remember smelling? No, but I can smell. Like I could smell if you sprayed the deodorant in my nose. Okay, I get a fume, like a whiff, but I couldn't tell you what it is. What about like, something strong like mint? Mint, yeah. Well, like if I've got one in my mouth, it's like it just clears yeah. my nose. Yeah, yeah, that's a different thing. Eucalyptus? Yep, you've said that before. What about a eucalyptus leaf? If I fucking crunched it right there. Yeah. But like I can't smell poo, which is what we're, which is what's got to Or BO. Or BO. That's my biggest, my most nervous sort of. I've oh, got to have, I've got two bottles of deodorant in my bag. Well, it's important. You can't but take you're lucky on an aeroplane that you can't smell BO. Oh, yeah, aeroplanes are Does rough. it stink fuck. on a plane? Can oh, do. Fuck. To, if, you, if you get sat next to like that had no yeah. care for his own personal hygiene. No personal hygiene. <laughs> I mean, usually, I've done that. Well, no, not always, but tend to be a bit bigger. Do the bathrooms They're Usually encroaching stink? onto yeah. your side of the seat. Oh the, oh, the bathrooms are fucked. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, especially on a long haul. Oh. Yeah. The thing is that, like... If you're sick, go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's a great that's line. A, but, no, I... <clears throat> Some guys would be out. I mean, if you're on a long haul flight and you're next to some guy, Jesus, it, it makes can be, sound fugly. Oh, it can be hell. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm particularly bad with smells. They shit me to tears. <laughs> I hate those fucking toilets. Not just yours, where you have to hold the seat up. It's like you can hear me screaming. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Jeez, you know, like it's hard enough, buddy. You know, especially you know trackies. You know, we have to pull the front down. Like it doesn't have <laughs> yeah, a flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you gotta... sort of, that's what I just did. Then I could track it. I'm holding this down and trying to find my shriveled up dick. And like, <laughs> oh, hold the seat up. And I'm thinking, uh, what the fuck? Would you nightmare? ever just drop him to the ankles? Hey, just drop trout out of the ankles. No, no, I had to. Because I've got saying, a long shirt, so I've got to hold the shirt. Shirt up under the chin. No, I've got to hold the shirt down, hold these things out of the way. Because that's an often a bummer too. Like when yeah, you pull the you trackies down. Wet. You pull the trackies down, you've got the toggles wet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. So you go to do your trackies up and it's like, oh, fuck. Trying to tie wet ropes together. Oh, yeah, that's not going to work. Getting the toggles wet, no No, good. no, no, that's a fucking nightmare. The girls don't give a rant about any of this stuff. There's well, no sympathy. No, no, they don't. Um, how's the new scooter? Fabulous. I feel like well, just, I've got nice to feel the wind in the hair again. I realise it's in the head again, not the hair. Um, 
but I've been riding around like a kid in a candy store. It's just fucking great. He um he's been going to like heaps of you know meetups with dudes trying to flog scooters and like bartering with them. And one guy was like not fucking budging on this price. And so Dad goes, "What if I show you photos of my granddaughter?" And just starts showing him photos of like Evie and Zoe's his background, trying to get him to bring the price down. And the guy's like, "He was just a he was a lawyer. He was a lawyer, and he's about to go to his country property." So I thought, you know, he's he's not short of a quid, mm. and I was, tried to knock him down three hundred bucks. He said no. I said, well, <laughs> come on, you know, your wife said she wants it out of the garage. <laughs> he said no, no, I'm thinking I just got it registered. I, come on, mate, I'll show you a photo of my granddaughter. <laughs> I held up the phone. What did he say? Oh, I didn't crack a smile. Said, no, <laughs> no. Oh, that's, see, that's funny. Yeah, no, that's just, that's just, he's that's just, just a bloke thinking wild. outside of the box. So you would go to scooter meetups yep. and try to haggle blokes down? Yep. <laughs> what? Why? And yesterday I did a good job. So it was yesterday you got it? Yeah, I got it last last night. And the guy had it for 30, <clears throat> second hand obviously, 34.50 uh, last week. Dropped it to 31.50. I was going to take three grand with me but when i went to the atm my limit i didn't know this was 2500 so you know i'm putting the card in and i tried to get three grand out and it said no you've exceeded your limit so i just kept going down in increments of 125 was so i had 25 and then in my wallet i had three so i had 28 and just wrapped it in an elastic band put it in a brown paper bag which looked very dodgy and took it with me and I took it for a ride, thought it was good, and I said, I got twenty eight got two thousand eight hundred in my in my dilly bag. Will you take it? He said, Oh, you're close. I said, close enough, aren't I? <laughs> you know, Show him photos. I said again. it's cash, it's cash. So nice guy. And I left my car. My car's still over there at his house. Because <laughs> 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 well, I just wanted to ride, you know. Have you got? Have you had a motor li- motorbike license for a while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was get, I was just picturing you up at Terry Hills, like doing the course. No, I was in. I went to. I went to. No, I went to Unandera, Aladala, or whatever. No, it's not right. Unandera down in Wollongong. So you know, when you get your license, you got to uh, have a two fifty. So I bought a Yamaha dirt bike, two fifty, and rode it down to Unandera. Did you buy it and just ride it down to go do the course? Or? Yeah. So you hadn't even been like No, you just You weren't it, even licensed at no, that. No, you just put L's on it and away you go. Um that seems dodgy. So I went and did the course and then because of my age, I was able to get straight onto the Harley. Uh, other people have to You gotta yeah, like you've got to have a certain amount of yeah, time. You gotta, You're you mature, know, a, mature yeah, a number of years at, at the two fifty or three fifty level. What 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 age? He was given it. He was, was given, given it. For it his record company gave him a Harley. As oh like really? A, yeah. Thanks. My record company. It's quite a um, flex. It's quite a. Gift. Did you was that? Did you want a f- Harley? Or were they yeah, like? Um, yeah, I, I talked bars. about it. I talked about it with my uh, business partner, um, and he said to them, "Listen, you're probably going to blow what twenty grand or something on a piss up for Billy's, uh, you know." Double platinum album, you know, they usually have that press thing where they invite everyone along and mm. it's just free piss and they hire a venue. Um, and I said, Why don't you just buy him a Harley instead of wasting the money? He doesn't like that sort of shit anyway. So they did. Uh, went to a restaurant for lunch in North Sydney and they uh, peeled back the concertina doors. And there was this big fat Harley, but it wasn't the one I eventually got. They said, You can take it back to Harley Heaven and 
exchange it for whatever you like. This one was a big purple uh, California Highway Highway Patrol, you know, with mm. the... Mm-hmm. Do you have a sidecar or some shit? Or no, it, had, it had big studded leather saddlebags, <laughs> like, you know, steel studs, yeah. uh, big big lights either side of the headlight. Yeah. Um, was it, yeah, too, not, was it nice too much looking, for you? Yeah, it was just, hey, look at me, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I went out there and got a lovely retro-looking Harley uh, Softail Special. Uh, fat boys, or is that me making? They're, that up? they're all fat boy engines and frames. Right. Don't ask me about. Bikes. Well, I'm not I'm a big bike guy. If I fucking know, um, no, um, they're all basically the same kind of engine, yeah. just different styling. Mine was a retro look. It had the uh, chrome spoke wheels, mm. white wall tires, mm. um, and it just looked like an old Marlon Brando wild one kind of. You could take it out often. No, I saw it the other day when I went to get my helmet. Are you so still got it? Go, yeah, but it's just... Sitting in the garage. Oh, really? And How long have you had it for? Uh, since 94. 94? Yeah. Yep. It's cool. I had designs on getting my <laughs> motorbike license and then sort of going, you're not fucking using this thing, mate. You kept and them, slowly you kept them working my way into just having it. And then I got my... Motorbike, like, learner's license, then I never fucking rode anywhere. Someone got me a helmet. And and I just, I felt so bad when I saw it the other day because I had to go into the garage where it was stored. And stepped not, on a dead rat. I stepped on a dead rat. It wasn't yeah. his day. And, and I just saw the exhaust pipes, you know, the cover that was over it. Mm. I just saw the exhaust pipes fucking rust all over uh, it. Oh, yeah? Oh. I mean, I think a rat spent some time in my helmet, so I had to clean that out and disinfect the fucking thing. So, um, I mean, it's it's still. But why did you, why did you get a scooter if you could just jump on the old fucking hog, mate? No, because it needs to be. I wouldn't couldn't ride that around. People would be going, "Don't come near it." You know, it was like it's just dirty. It needs to be restored. completely restored. Mm. Now, it's it's a great restoration because I didn't ride that much. Uh, it's a 1994 Heritage Softail Special. It's the last one they made. They stopped making the Heritage Softail Special, which are two-tone. And um, it's only done about 18,000 Ks. I'm going to have to go get my licence again here in all See, that. Well, I, of, I often talk about getting my licence. I went and got it and then I let it expire straight away, basically. So, so. I've, got, I've got two choices. One is to me to hand it over to some guy, an expert, and say, fix it up. Mm. Like every bit of chrome that needs to be re-chromed. Uh, you know, everything you need to do to the engine. But it's like, you know, a very low-key engine. Um, and give it back to me or sell it to someone as a project. Did you ever... F- uh, you never came off it, did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, when I come off it, <laughs> one Christmas, one Christmas, it was a shit-house fucking Christmas. We were blueing. And, what oh, Christmas weren't we blueing? Oh, well, and this was a big fucking blue where I took off. <laughs> I took off. He uh, said, fuck this, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And I decided to... Oh, man, this was honestly, this was a frozen moment, a horrible day. I rode up to Sydney to Roger's place, my business partner. And it was a good ride, no dramas. I mean, his fucking driveway, which I'd never seen before, was a very steep driveway. And he said, oh, park in the garage... So I've gone straight up this fucking steep driveway thinking there was a nice flat area to just pull on the brakes and wait for him to open the door and go in. There wasn't. It was like the garage door was almost at the top. There's only about two feet of flatness. 
So I go up and then I hit the brakes and I think, oh, fuck, I've got to do a real fucking hill start here. I hadn't had the bike for that long. It's a massive fucking drive. I'm going to do a hill start here. So I, I just sort of drop the clutch and start going backwards down. The, on, and I thought, oh, fuck, I'm going to pissing down this thing. And I thought, I'm going to have to lay it down. So I laid it down and it just hits this brick wall on the side and the handlebar... Went from a complete 90 degree, it went thump. So the handlebar was facing dead ahead. Yeah. Instead of facing out to the right or the left. As in, did it snapped? No, it didn't snap. Or was it just It just, no, it just, it yeah, just yeah, completely yeah. bent. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. chrome pipe just went bang. And I'm, you know, I, I hurt my elbow and whatever. But I'm looking at the headlight with the handlebar looking in the same direction. And cutting a long story short, <laughs> Roger says, my mate round the corner is a bike guy and he's got, you know, bloody welding gear and whatever. Bike stuff. Yeah, bike stuff. I mean, he came around, this guy. What did we take it to his joint? I can't remember. And he's heating the thing up and he bent it around so that I could at least get it home, even though it was wonky. Yeah. Um, and So that's the only time. Yeah, but on the way home, a massive fucking storm hit me <laughs> on the Hume Highway, and I'm talking with a bent, and I'm with a bent thing on I'm, I'm talking all the way down the Hume, and it's just pissing my boots, my arm, my, my bloody blundstones were just absolutely full of water, and I just thought, what a fucking Christmas! I won't forget this one in a hurry. <laughs> so you went nipped up there for the day and then came back. Yeah, I just went up there just to fucking cool off, and you know, it was just a. I don't know what happened, but it was just a bad... Oh, man, fuck, that was... Don't yeah. talk like that, like as if we fucking blew it all the time, Tom, thinks. <laughs> I was at Willow... Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, just, I'm backing up a bit here. You yeah, said, yeah, oh, yeah. when weren't we booing? <laughs> it wasn't like that. No, it wasn't like that at all. It wasn't... This isn't a counselling session. I just meant like, yeah, I mean, there was a bit of blueing on Christmas. Yeah. Because we were always getting but out Christmas, of... Christmas can bring it's a, a blue. time. Christmas yeah, yeah, yeah. can blue bring time. blues, man. Yeah. Like, you got to get out of the house to get some... We're always going up to Sydney from Bow to well, get to the fucking... Yeah, what about with our cousins and stuff? I mean, they go at it. Oh, fuck yeah. Don't worry. We're, we're, we're it's everyone full of blowing. piss. Yeah. And families don't get, catch up that often, at least in my no. experience. No, no, no. It's so Christmas. when they do... A blues. Look, Speaking blues of family, part of boys, the course, I reckon. Speaking of family, just before I came over here, mm. I saw an ad for a TV show. It was on Channel 9, so it had my favourite fucking voice doing it. You know, the block. Yeah, yeah. The most exciting reveal ever. <laughs> <laughs> the other night, the other day, Tom rang me. And he, I was laughing. He said, "What are you laughing at?" I said, "I just made myself laugh doing my impersonation of the Channel Nine guy, who's an, who's an old man giggling at himself." I was amusing myself. His name's Steve Britton. I I always tell him that I invented him because he was a, he was a jock from Perth and he came over to uh, Sydney and we were doing lots of ads for record companies and I needed an alternative voice, so I started working with Steve Britton. And he had that fucking voice. Anyway, Channel 9, and I, I had just done the longest ever that I've ever done. You know, the block, the most exciting reveal ever. And I amazed myself at how long I was able to hang on to it. And I started laughing. On to the ever. Yeah, ever. Just like, yeah, right. And, so, and I just really hung on to it and I just made myself laugh. And Tom Ring is, what are you doing? I said, I just made myself laugh doing the Channel 9. Anyway... He's all over the fucking block at the moment. It's just you know, the most exciting backyard reveals ever. <laughs> anyway, he's doing this fucking ad for... Over the years, people have always talked about and comedians have made jokes about you don't want to think about your parents rooting. 
You know, it's like, no, it's like you know, no. people have made jokes about, oh, I don't want to. Yeah. There's a fucking show oh. that Kate Langbrook's doing. Can't remember. Do you, do you know Find what it nine, is? Though. Kate Langbrook, Channel Nine. It's it's something like it's mum kids, and dad, like kids putting their parents up for this show, yeah. and then sitting back watching on TV. Dads hooking up with you know, so someone's put their mum up, someone's put uh, their mum up, someone's put their dad up, and then all these people are mixing and matching, trying to find the one, the one. My yeah. mum, your dad. Jesus oh, Christ. My mum, your dad. How's he spinning that one? Yeah. Oh, jeez. You know, the the greatest route ever. Exactly. Fossil fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so, can these wrinklies get a root? Um, I just thought, what a fucking show. I mean, I suppose these days. Anything will fuck. Anything. Yeah, there's will no go. limit. So the fact that you know people always going, oh, no, you don't want to think about your mum and dad. <laughs> um, now they're making a fucking TV show, and people are going, oh, all these girls are just going, oh, ah, oh, no, oh, it's like Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, oh fucking yeah. hell, seriously. Hasn't it, television stooped it's completely to gone off? Like it's it's just, gone off the fucking oh, rails. I mean, it's that's very. That's very Channel 10 type show, that one. Well, Channel 10 love that sort of show. Yes, you know? there's plenty of Channel 10 in Channel 9 now. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, exactly. No, there yeah, is. Dude, like, have you watched 60 Minutes late recently? It's basically 60 it's a current is, affair. Yeah, it's a current affair yeah. on Sundays. Yeah. With a little bit more effort. Yes. But not much more. Not a shitload they, more. Say to people, can you grab the camera and look angry? <laughs> what, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> 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 Were you from Current Affair, eh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so that, what was his name? Britain? Um, this bloke from yeah, Perth. Steve Britton. Steve Britton. Is he... Because you used to do that in the old... Yeah. Like, the old fucking Wide Water Sports. He took over takes. from Gibbo, right? When right. Gibbo was hosting Wide Water Sports, and then he moved to 10, I think. He moved to 10 to go and do the Olympics. Yep. But for years, you know, today on the show, you know, that was, that was yeah. Gibbo with that yeah. sing-song voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they changed it when... Who took over Max and Ken? Max Walker and Kenny Sutcliffe. Yep. And that's when Steve became the Channel 9 guy. And today on the wide world of sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's been fucking there for ages. And he has been. And um, Is he a dwarf? I know. Is he? No, Steve. Is there a funny. dwarf one? I know it sounds Yeah, dumb, no, there is. Lofty. Like, there is. Lofty. Okay. This, uh, uh, Lofty Fulton, I think his name is. He's got a... He's a he's dwarf and is dwarf uh, the correct nomenclature? Forgive me if it's not. Oh, well, he's a small person. Small person. Um, vertically challenged. Yes. And uh, nice guy. I've met him over the years. And but he's got this unbelievable voice for you know people find it weird coming out of a little. Well, bit. It, yeah. I mean, it's you know. Steve Britton was always very rotund, <laughs> uh, long hair, um, looked like he had a hangover, um, and the strange thing is, he lives in Sydney. Mm. I started working with him in 1980-ish, 83. Haven't fucking seen him anywhere since. Haven't never run, run I've, been, I've been over to Channel 9. I've been in the studios at Channel 9. I've done, just never run into him. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I noticed that he does – the only commercials he does are for Nick Scarly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he? so Nick Scarly, they put all their fucking ads in Channel 9 News yeah. so that you get all the promos and the promos go into Nick Scarly leather. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, speaking of bikes too, this is a, Steve was a Harley rider, yeah. came off his Harley going down uh, New South Head Road into Double Bay mm. Uh, some taxi pulled out in front of him. He went over the handlebars. <laughs> the, 
one of the gauges took a core sample out of his guts. Oh. He, had, he, had, oh. he had a pretty portly stomach. Oh, he, and he, he like he's, he's impaled himself on one of the gauges. Mm. So when Roger and I went to see him in hospital, he's lying there <laughs> just loving the drugs, I think. And he had this big bandage across his substantial guts. I said, how are you feeling? He said, oh, have a look. And it was like, he pulls back this bandage. It was like someone had taken an eye fillet out of his fucking guts. Oh, my God. It was just, they were, they were letting it heal, but it was seriously, oh. you know, like a good fucking fat eye fillet, yeah. Yeah. round and about two inches yeah, yeah. deep. So you know, you knew him well enough to go check on him after he'd yeah, done Yeah, 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 because we were working with him a lot. Yeah, we were doing lots of ads back in my advertising days. Was, and, um, was eye fillet... Because I always get, I was saying this, is I feel it the schlong that we used to have. Yes, the, you, you cut them into. I okay, fillets, so you yeah. cut schlongs. Yes, into so uh, I fill it. <laughs> That's the name. I fill it comes off the schlong. Okay, a schlong is a whole eye fillet. Okay, right. And they come in various sizes, like most schlongs. <laughs> um, like all schlongs. Like all schlongs. But there was a family friend of ours who was like had been around us. And we just referred to it as schlongs. So it looked like a fucking. You dick, were talking talk about that the other day. Yeah, yeah, but then. A family the friend of, of ours, like, uh, Gaynor, was, she'd obviously just, like, heard us talking about it. So she went to the butcher and just through, like, second nature, nature. didn't mean to. And she's like, I'll just get a schlong as well, thanks. And the butcher's like, excuse me, madam? You'll I think, get no, it was, in fact, it was, I need a couple of schlongs. I've got some people coming around. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Um, oh, God. Yeah, because we just just became, you know, like you, you said, mamunga, you know, like yes. just... If you're Fijian for stingy, you always uh, alert the listener who doesn't know what. Well, you know, it's a cultural it's show a as much as anything else. Well, you've you've, you've mentioned Mamungo before. Yeah, yeah. but you, it's just you roll that out. It from rolls time off to time. the tongue exactly. so well, Mamungo. It does. It, it does. And Rich. schlongs are just like you know, getting a couple of schlongs and putting them on the barbie. I mean, it's just it's just a big eye fillet. You can get them in a, in the butcher shop. The uh, sorry, in the supermarket, they're usually you know fairly small. But if you go to a butcher, you can get a schlong. You know, probably eighteen inches long. <laughs> um, you know. Probably too much long. Well, yeah. well, I'm talking about, and I'm talking about you know fairly sort Good. of like five or six inches across at the at the front, and then it tapers off to beautiful. I mean, you can't fuck up a schlong. No, you know that's the thing. That's what I always really? say. To yeah, yeah, but there's a bit how like I'm not a. I'm not a real cook guy, so I don't know how. No, to but you love putting shit on your steak. You like to put you know mustards and yeah. you know stuff. So if you're going to put that sort of stuff on. You can't fuck up a an eye fillet. Um, you know, even if you overdo it, it's still going to be tender. Um, In this, this motherfucker's up my ass every time I'm trying to cook, and he's at he the rings house. me and says, "Now, what's what's this? No, sp- yeah, we, we what's both the steak do that. I avoid what's scotch the steak fillet. We hate? Well, that's well overrated. Yeah, well, uh, we hate scotch fillet. Scotch fillets. Scotch fillet overrated. Yeah." Overrated. Oh, because I always fucking forget, and that's we've caught him. A, maybe we've called you. I've called you at least twice. At least twice. And then there's another time where we had lunch the other day, um, and we were with some people, so it was inappropriate for us to jump on the blower. But you looked at me, and I looked at you, and we were like, you, "Yeah." And you went the octopus the for that reason. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck <laughs> it," because we. I, I just, I just, that's for some reason, man. I, I retain a lot of things to memory, I can't, and I, that's this, the one I, thing I, I can't say because I feel like I know I've got a safety net. Like, yeah, we'll I know that Bill I can call Bill. What's the steak we ate, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> What's the steak we ate? It's always at Kingsley's. You go, fucking call Bill. Which one do yeah. we ate again? <laughs> what did you be having, sir? Hang on a sec. Won't be long. I'm just going to call my dad. I'm going to call my dad. <laughs> tell, me what I'm, tell me what I'm having. <laughs> Punters and Dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day. 
the fastest selling multivitamin of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month, and if you are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. Begoodhealth.com.au, code dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Neds. Neds, baby. Neds. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Neds where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, there's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. But no, I liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the, uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a, it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY, you get 50 bucks off the case. There if you, you buy go. two cases, you get 100 bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say? Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rosé on there, code MANLY, 50 bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. We love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like, let's get this vintage out there to the people that yeah. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. But you were talking about the, obviously we've got a couple of bike yarns there about that dude that took a fucking eye, filled out of his gut. Yeah. But you've had a, you came off, it's funny, I do, I don't remember it, I remember you in casts, but I don't really remember like the day it happened or anything like oh, that. When you, pushy. Dad got into like fitness and he was, you know, but you actually were fit, like yeah, you were. You and Will have both been much fitter than I've ever been in my life. Like, he actually was, like, had a good body. Oh, yeah. really? Well, yeah, I used to, you know, do... Like a real weights, ripped? Do weights and, and ride. I used to ride up to the gym. You didn't and have, back. like, a six-pack or anything, though, did you? I've no, never seen a 60, six but, yeah, but still, though, like, a nice... Six-pack's not in our family. No, well, Will had it once. Yeah. I, I've seen Will with one, but that's it. And that's as close as we've gotten. Yeah. But Dad was riding a pushy around. Yeah. And up the mountain, up Mount Gibraltar and back again. Did you? Yeah, fuck yeah. You rode up the mountain? Yeah, up Did the you have gears, I assume? Yeah. Yeah, it was a proper bike. It doesn't matter. No, I'm not taking anything no, away. But I'd, but I'd I mean, ride from home, you know, through Barrel, through, through Barrel, up Mount Gibraltar, around there and back again. It was a good ride. It's a great ride. But you're going to remind me yeah. of this fucking... 
another frozen moment day. Um, we were going to go to Capri in Italy. We had worked out that Lufthansa were going to give us the best Was I going? Flight. I don't think I was going. I can't remember. Honestly, I can't, I I can't remember. Young. But I know that it was a, a big deal because our friends, the Obertzers, were over there. We were going to go and visit them in Capri and they had a place for us to stay and all that shit. So we'd finally found the flight we were going to take and Annabelle was going to book it. And I'm going out on my ride and I'm riding down the short road that led to our house. It was a short, one of those barrel roads that's not well maintained, mm. craggy edges and whatever. And unfortunately, a lot of the uh, refuse, small stones, whatever, get thrown into the middle of the road. Yep. That's just happened <laughs> where I was riding when the next door neighbour pops out from behind a tree. I sort of saw him last minute. And he gives me the wave. And I've taken my hand off to give him the fucking wave back. So I've got one hand on the handlebars, just in the middle of this flea trail of gravel, and the fucking thing just, handlebars went snap. I went straight over the top and broke both wrists. Both. Both fucking wrists. In the next couple of months, I'm walking around with two hands in plaster and realised that I had no pincer movement for important tasks, <laughs> getting back to bodily functions. I couldn't fucking, you know, Do anything. wipe it. Wipe. And I Didn't went, mum, wasn't mum initially... Could you hold no, it? No, mum said... Could you mum, hold it? Mum said, look, I don't know how you're going to fix this, but I'm not fucking doing anything. Get your mum to come down. <laughs> <laughs> Did yeah. mum come down? No, I've gone to the doctor, explained my problem, and he said... Um, uh, the one that was mainly down near the thumb, the wrist break, he had to leave that one, but he gave me, he was able to cut a bit out of the bit out between the forefinger and the thumb and give me that all important pincer movement. Only problem was, it was my left hand, which is not the wiping hand. Not your dominant hand. Not the dominant, dominant hand. Dominant wiping Do you wipe left or right? I'm left. You wipe I'm left. I'm left hand dominant. Well, because you are left-handed, but I was curious to know, because you, yeah. you're all over the map. Well, maybe I throw right-handed, yeah. but I wipe left-handed. I'm left. surprised you don't mix it up. You have so many Tommies during the day. <laughs> um, you, you, know. can, you could wipe antidextrin. Yeah. Yeah, no, I could. Yeah. Well, I might go right-hand from the front. Yeah, and then you might think, oh, I'm going to fold today and scrunch tomorrow, you know. <laughs> um, anyway, so these fucking plasters go sort of up to the, almost up to the elbow, and I can't... You know, even though I've got a bit of pincer movement, I'm not able to reach behind and kind of do the deed properly, you know, wipe my ass properly. So, in the end, I had to go for some tongs. I had to, go, I had to get some wooden tongs out of the kitchen drawer and I had to go in and that practice. That wouldn't have been effective. I had to practice doing it girly style, right? You know, between the legs. I wasn't able to reach you around again. So here I am practicing. I'm folding up the paper, grabbing it with the tongs. And <laughs> I never forget Annabelle's face when I got the plaster off. I said, Go and put these tongs back. <laughs> <laughs> no. But she never knew when I was fucking joking. I said, <laughs> no, no, yeah, you can. Yeah, say, I'm going to put these tongs back. Going. Um, so that was a shocker. Like, blew the trip overseas out. Uh, you know, I was just fucked for was the neighbor, a couple of months. Was the neighbour in hysterics? Did he come give no, you a No, he came. Did he, he, no, he wasn't. Um, like, did you know they were broken? Or oh, just like they were. Were. They swelled up straight away. Okay. 
Uh, I had to quickly because I rode with you know. The little Did group. you get back on a ride the, all the way? Like, were you embarrassed? You like that would you know? Were you embarrassed in that moment, or were you like in so much pain that? It yeah, and I was in pain. Could... I had to quickly get the gloves off because I wore the groovy little fingerless oh, yeah, gloves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you? yeah. Oh, they're groovy. Yeah. Um, they look good with the short shorts. Yeah, yes. that's his short shorts. And so I had to quickly get the gloves off because they both started just swelling up. And um, no, I walked back. You know. <laughs> Like a sad face, and like because everything goes from my head, like fuck, you know what? What am I going to be on the lying on the beach in Capri, you know, while everyone's swimming and I'm sitting there, you know, miserable with my fucking, you know, with bloody garbage bags wrapped around my wrists. Did you go to? Did you go to Capri? No, no. Uh, you know, holiday cancelled. Yeah. Oh, holiday cancelled. Oh yeah, holiday cancelled. Annabelle, you know, just wanted to kill me. I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, well. That makes so, sense. So no, you've got a history of bike dramas. Yeah, very. Yeah, well, exactly. But that's the only time I've ever fallen off a pushy. Was that the last time you rode a pushy? I can't remember whether I got back on. Um, I don't remember you riding much after no, that. Or maybe I didn't. Gave it away. Maybe I sort of took the approach of, fuck you, pushy. <laughs> um, Every time you see a pushy, does it sort of does it come back? No, no. No, no, you've seen it. Yeah, no, he's, wor- he's worked through the trauma. No, he's worked so. through trauma, yeah. Oh, I hate... Pushies like everyone. Have you, um, you was, <laughs> I, I don't even know if I've, if I know the answer to this, but you're talking about how shit TV is. Did you ever write TV shows? Did you ever have any ideas? Did you have an idea for a movie or something once, or is that? Uh, yes. made that up. We, two friends of mine, um, Paul Goodwin and Paul Mortimer, back in late 80s, we went a long way down the track of a doco on the Melbourne Cup. Really? And, um, and yeah, we spent because we all had jobs, mm. uh, but we'd get together sort of you know, once we'd all finished like five thirty, six o'clock, have a few beers and a couple of what do you call it, vegan, vegan cigarettes, vegan cigarettes. Um, <laughs> and Paul was the main writer, but we'd, we'd kick around ideas and had all these fucking reference books about you know, Archer, the first winner, he walked from fucking Nara down to Melbourne and all that. So all it was the, serious. All about, oh, yeah, it was serious. Did you give a shit about horse racing? Or yeah. was it like, was it the, like, yeah. what was the, no, I was the a, in? Well, I was, I, was, I was a gambler. I wasn't a punter. Mm. So the excitement for me was having, you know, 10 each way on something that's 15, 20 to 1. Yeah. Not backing a 2 to 1 favourite. No, you've passed that on to your son. Yes. Um, so <clears throat> we would sit and work out sort of what the next chapter, next scene should be. And then Paul Mortimer, who was a very good writer went away and wrote the actual words. And we were looking at Jack Thompson, uh, Brian Brown, you know, like some... Uh, big name, big, big, big name, swinger. Aussie, to present it. And so we sent a limo down uh, to Brian's place. We spoke to his agent and said, you know, we've got this idea, want yeah. to know if he's interested. And we'd, we'll send a limo down to pick him up and bring him over to the office. Is this when limos were like Limos classy? were limos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when limos yeah. were... Because they've gone off limos the Limos were a big deal. Limos aren't a big deal anymore, but limo, like, no. I would just say. Limos were a big deal. Brian was a big deal, and we <laughs> wanted to know whether whether he'd do it. I like that you said a limo. Because well, that was, it was classy. No, that is. Oh, yeah, it was. Bottle of champagne well, and a we, stripper in but there. But the thing is, if, you, if you're three fucking nuff-nuffs trying to get a, a you know, a proper yeah, doco. Yeah, you got to. And it was a doco that included a lot of sort of reenactments too. It wasn't just someone talking and old footage. We were going to do some sort of reenactments of... Famous moments, know, backstories, things yeah. that really happened. Mm. So Brian um, came around 
and Paul's studio was actually in his in his house. So it was like, you know, studio and then there was the lounge room. And Brian came in and he's always been a good guy. I've got to know him over the years since then, but he probably wouldn't even remember this. So he came in, he wanted some <laughs> a cup of tea and some peanut butter toast. <laughs> 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 I just never forget, it just seems just weird, a, you know. What yeah, maybe, you sent the limo? Well, the limo, he didn't have time for brekkie or something. Right? I just said, hey, yeah, I had a cup of tea and got any peanut butter toast. <laughs> um, but uh, I can't honestly tell you why it didn't get up and running. I did speak to Paul Mortimer, the, the main writer, uh, recently, and I said, you know, I can't remember why that thing faded away. Mm-hmm. Um but it's still, it was still a, a great, a a great story. Because there were so many stories about the Melbourne Cup. Mm. You know, so many fucking yarns. Which uh, we, are, we are recording the day before the Melbourne Cup, just in case anyone is listening. Oh, are we? We're allowed to tell that, are we? Well, it doesn't matter. People can know. Who gives like, a fuck? Yeah. Um, yes, we are. We're recording the day before the Melbourne Cup. And... Um, um, was that a, like a... How do you like... It's like financing shit like that in those times. Where, where were you at in your like... Brian Career would have been then. a big selling point for us to raise the money. But were you already working for EMI mm-hmm. record company? Okay, so you were at least in the world. No, sorry. Yeah, I had I had my company. So you'd already done Australiana. Yeah. Okay, right. So you'd already done. Some yeah, shit. so I did, yeah, yeah, I'd done Australiana and um, maybe maybe the first Twelfth Man record. I can't remember. But you know, Paul worked for an advertising agency, Paul Mortimer, and Paul Goodwin was a very successful radio producer. And um, they were punters. I was a gambler. They were punters. And just looking at research books on the Melbourne Cup, there were so many fucking unbelievable things that happened mm. through the years, and jockeys and horse stories and tragedies and whatever. So um, it's still a great, it's still a great idea. Can't, as I said, I can't remember why it, it fell apart. But we, if we had Brian on board, that would have helped us go and get the. Money to do it. Yes. Um, but I would have almost thought part of you being involved in it at that stage, if you were already doing the, if you're already the 12th man, wouldn't that have, or it's because it's so far removed from, well, yeah. it's not so far <clears> removed, <throat> but it's like. I wasn't very shit. high profile. I mean, Australiana, I was a writer, not a performer. Yeah. And right. the 12th man, first 12th man record, I mean, I, as you know, uh, only do the minimal amount of publicity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I don't do anything like, you know, all the TV shows that most people do? No. You know, like going on the Today shows and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I've done those things, but I just don't do anywhere. I just don't do anywhere near. I do the minimal amount of publicity. Yeah. And the good thing that worked for me was word of mouth. Punters telling their mates, yeah. you've got to have a listen to this. Yes. Punter power. Punter power. Original. Leave a light on power. Original punter power. Was it a, you're <laughs> a shy guy generally, which I, I think I would like... In the, like you know, I feel like most people like are sort of shocked by that shit sometimes when they hear about it. Like, but in a Watch pub, it. like that, like you know, because you're funny and you're uh, like I guess outgoing presenting, but also like you know you don't like to necessarily. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, a lot of people can't public. believe that I don't like sort of doing you know public performance and stuff. You know, yeah, because they think. Because you tried stand up comedy, didn't you? Once did you no. say you did? I thought you never did it. No, I thought you said you did it once. No, and you what I did was it. instead of if I do. On November the 12th, I'm coming out of retirement and I'm going down to be the, well, they call it a guest speaker, but the point I was going to make is that I'm never the guest speaker. I I get interviewed Mm. because that works better for me. I don't want to get up and make a speech. 
I don't like it. Um, I don't particularly like doing the Q&A thing uh, either. But Jimmy Barnes rings me and for some reason he's just a hard guy to say no to. Don't know why. Because uh, <laughs> I haven't done any you know, speaking roles or whatever for ages. He said, listen, you know, my gardener, my, my builder, he's, uh, he's the secretary of the uh, Robertson Cricket Club. <laughs> They're having their 50th anniversary. <laughs> And Jimmy said, oh, I thought they wanted me to come and sing a fucking song. But he said, you know, Billy, don't you? And he said, yeah, said, do you reckon you can get him to... So, <laughs> the guy rings me and yes. I just... So, I've committed. Sing. I've committed on November 12th. I'm going back to the Highlands, coming out of retirement, and I'm going to be the guest speaker slash interviewee mm. at the Robbo Robertson Bowling Club oh, for goodness. their 50th anniversary... Gala event. Gala event. <laughs> so, um, why was I telling you that? Yeah, because well, I don't like that live, stuff. You know, yeah, I don't like that stuff. Uh, I've yeah, never liked it. People you... think, they listen to my records and they think, he's just fucking silly as a cut snake, this guy. You know, you'd think you'd love to get up on stage and be stupid, but mm. I've always not liked that. What are you going to do at the Robbo Bowling Club for the 50s? <clears throat> well, Have you got anything prepared? No, I mean, I've done it before, this type of stuff. What's worrying me? I said to the guy... I bet you there's a shitload of young guys who don't have a fucking clue who I am. <laughs> they barely know Richie Benno. And he said, oh, no, no, we've got lots of... I reckon of... you'd be surprised. Well, he said we've got lots of older members and stuff. And I said, well, don't sell me a fucking dummy here and go down and, you know, I'm dropping into Richie's voice and whatever. And these guys are going, oh, why is he doing that squeaky voice? <laughs> That's not Mark Howard. I, yeah. I, I do wonder where it would where the cutoff would be. Well, I know. Like, well, certainly I... five years <laughs> below me, which is, what, 26, is still good. Yeah, like maybe, you're, you're, maybe you're, 19, 20, maybe. Your last not. album was when I was in year 12. So it was 2007. Yeah. So, like, 2007, <laughs> five years below us would be what, like, they're finishing in what, 2012? 13, well, 13. 12 for you, 12, 13 yeah. for me. I'm like, I reckon <coughs> maybe, maybe not 19, 20 year olds, but anything above that. 25 and up, you're sweet, I think. Look, I just, you know, I'm committed now. I just got to fucking go down there and just crap on about. How the fuck does a guy make a living for 30 years doing this shit, you know? I mean, it's, I am, as Tom, I've said it, I'm enormously proud of the fact that somebody doing stuff as stupid as me, mm. you know, like taking the piss out of a sports coverage, can have seven consecutive number one albums on the ARIA charts up there with Midnight Oils, Cold Chisel, says Kylie, Bono, <laughs> U2, fucking... I mean, where else in the world would that happen? It's Nowhere. It's fucking ridiculous. It is. It's so good. It is. Are and you that's the not, only one that's had all number ones? Uh, the only Australian artist? N- I'm the only one who had consecutive until... And I used to tease Jimmy with it, Barnes. Because <laughs> the most number ones for years was Farnham, Barnes and me. Yeah. And uh, those guys, of course, were going to keep going, whereas I was, you know. And <laughs> I used to say to Jim, um, you know, mine were seven consecutive, like every album I've done. Mm. And he had a couple in the middle of his career that, well, that, that didn't go to number one. <laughs> yeah. I just said, you know, if you only, if only you hadn't fucked up in those middle years, you know, <laughs> didn't put enough in there. You didn't give it enough. Um, and we used to take the piss out of each other. So, now those guys have... I mean, Jimmy certainly has surpassed. I mean, there's no but ARIA charts anymore now. It was downloads and all that sort of shit, you know. Yeah, so but you are the. Own. But I thought you were <laughs> the only person to go number one with everything that they'd released. Yes. Yeah. I. I it's was pretty cool. For many years, I was the only 
recording artist to have seven consecutive number one albums, mm. which just happened to be all the albums. And I did. was there a year where you were the highest selling album of the year? Yeah, I got like, the album. Beat like oh, Meatloaf. Meatloaf presented me with the. Oh, um, you were number one in Australia. Yeah, but yeah. Like, that's what fucking like the but, biggest bands in the country yeah. were winning. Are winning every I mean, year. Are you the only comedian to ever do that? Yeah, like I yeah, can't, yeah. No, but it's just, it's just. Who would yeah. be who would be close to you in comedic terms, like on record sales? Rodney, Rodney, Rodney me up there. Yeah. yeah, Rodney sold a few. Kevin Buddy Wilson sold a few, um, but not the sort of numbers that I did. And um, but it was just yeah, the one year you know, like getting getting you know, uh, uh, you know most popular comedian or best com- comedy record or something was never such a big deal to me because I mean often I would sell. <laughs> triple platinum mm. and they would give the award to John Clark or Mick Malloy and Tony Martin for their all it was was sketches from their radio show mm. and they'd sold ten thousand records mm. and I've sold three hundred and fifty thousand. <laughs> but, but, so and they get they wouldn't give because they just they just people um John Clark who who I loved uh, he's Passed away. Who's Clark and Door? Yeah, like Clark and Door. Yeah, they used to do those things at the end of the uh, ABC News. Yes, and yep. sketches. They, yep. And they were very clever. It made the industry feel uh, intelligent. Voting for John and right. Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, yeah, really, yeah. Nuanced yeah. political comedy. Yeah, is really yeah nice, like, oh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm politically aware. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, go yeah. for that. Like really highbrow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. that sort of stuff. There was, and I know that that was a fact because I know all the Muppets. you doing fucking yeah. Richie and Daphne. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Richie, yeah. yeah. You know, well, Richie getting you know, a fucking Rich, load off. Yeah. <laughs> Richie rooting his wife and stuff. You know, Any chance of that? Yeah. How about the middle stump of that? Ava. Ava. <laughs> what so, what album did you get most sales uh, for? Wide World of Sports two. I mean, Love this, that one. That was the fucking uh, the the award that I want to win. I mean, fuck best comedy album. Yeah. Uh, highest selling album of the year. You know, Crowded House, Kylie, fucking all these heavyweights. So silly. All these rock royalty and um, Tina Arena and I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, so Meatloaf, the meat. Was uh, may he rest in peace as well. And Wide World of Sports Two was written in Roman numerals. Yeah. How did you get Ken Sutcliffe to do it? Did you? Was he a friend? Uh, I had met him, but I slipped him some dough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the easiest way. Right, right, right. The <laughs> easiest way. Right. Um, the male model from Mudgy. The model. I just said, you know, it was true. I, I couldn't do his voice. It was just, yeah, that's right. It was just, you know, because Kenny didn't call any games. He was just a presenter, and he just had a, just had a voice that I couldn't do. I mean, I ended up doing Eddie Maguire and sounded nothing like him, you know, because even heels where you just had him kind of grumbling. Yeah, yeah heels, yeah, exactly. I just, you know, some voice people forgive you the voice if the script's funny enough. Yeah, um, yeah. So Meatloaf said, and the winner is. Wired World of Sports 11. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's had a good run. <laughs> so, um, but that he, was, was he huge? Like, in big? Yeah. He sort of fluctuated a bit. Yeah, he did. Loaf. He's a waker, too. Do you, ever, do you ever think back and go, fucking how lucky was I that you came up in like the zenith of CDs? Josh, fuck yeah. Like today, you fucking oh, well, can't. You know, I've said it you know, so many times. Because you, you, know, do li- you don't like, like doing lives. So it would have been well, hard to make Jimmy, a cross. Uh, Jimmy and uh, the In Excess Boys, 
the oils, you know, we all had our, uh, you know, Glorious. height of our careers when the CD was like, fucking look at this great new little bit of technology, fucking look at this, you know. And people thought it was so fucking cool that twenty nine ninety five mm. for a CD seemed reasonable. Mm. Whereas, in fact, there was a lot of fat in that... <laughs> that retail price <laughs> I've heard for everybody, yeah. you know, for the artist and whatever. Yeah. And then and Jimmy used to say, yeah, fucking bastard. You don't have to fucking divvy yours up amongst five fucking people. <laughs> yeah, you fucking travel with a toothbrush. Um, you know, because those guys all got fucking full, like, everything, you know, full gear yeah. on the road and there's five guys and a manager. I never had a manager or no. agent or anything. So now we, you know, we've often talked about just, the halcyon days of the CD being a new piece of technology mm. and, uh, you know, the price that people were paying for it, um, they were they were good days. <laughs> How'd the cassette go? I sold more cassettes than I did uh, records in the start, you know, when it was when it was only on, on LP and cassette. <laughs> um, I sold way more cassettes because blokes wanted to Put it in their top pocket and take it around to their mate's place and whatever. Such play it in weird, the car. Such a weird... Oh, you'd, play you'd walk around with it, on you? Yeah, no. Yeah, well, but exactly. like you're taking a cassette yeah, yeah. to your mate's place. But, but, yeah. but, but they'd yeah. play it in the car away from the tender ears of mum and the kids. Yeah. And the number of kids whose first exposure to sort of, you know, high-quality swearing <laughs> uh, was, was their dad letting them listen to The Twelfth Man with a promise, don't tell your mother. <laughs> You know, so they'd, they'd be 12 or 13 yeah. and Dad sort of thinks, oh, they love their cricket and stuff, you know, and they know Richie Beno, have a listen. So the kids, a lot of, a lot of kids have said to me, like the first... Fletch said to you, didn't he? He said, oh, yeah, it was, uh, he said like, well, all my brothers, they used to listen to this 12th man thing and oh, I just loved the swearing and I didn't appreciate the humour until I got a bit older. Well, that was me when I was young and even now, like, when I... I like will hear stuff back and I'm like, holy fuck, I didn't get the joke at all. Yeah. I just thought it was funny you were saying fuck or, Yeah, you know. people, people, young kids bought my records just to hear Richie Benno say fuck. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they admitted that. What was the one where you, because didn't you have one where like that you weren't allowed, you had to have like a, uh, a bleeped side and then a... No, I just did that because on a, on a cassette, um, you could have you know, like a full-length album on both sides. So rather than... And because my stuff was like a story, it wasn't like tracks. Mm-hmm. So I put the whole story on one side unexpurgated and then on the other side I put the edited version so you can play it to your grandma or yeah. people who... And the funny thing about that was I... And a lot of people still talk to me about it once you know, Andrew G who's now... From Channel V. Osher, Andrew from Channel V. <laughs> he texted me the other day too. I hadn't spoken to him for yonks. Anyway, Andrew V from Channel G, or Andrew G from Channel V, remembered this. Mm. I took all of the swear words back in the days when, you, you know, these days you can do it digitally, but we had to get it on fucking tape and literally razor blade out, fuck, shit, Lesos, all the things, all the things that were in there, and then and then you know, make the master, make the master for the clean version. Yeah. And I said to Paul, "Can I? Can I? Have, well, no, it was Froggy actually. Is it a Froggy? Can I have a listen to all of the um, edited bits? You know, just like join them all up. Yeah. And it was just 
shitting, fuck, fuck, shitting, piss, lesos. It was just fucking, just all these swear words and things. That, In different inflections. Yeah, piss, and different yeah exactly. Sort of like. all, and um, so I, I thought, you know, people don't get up straight away to turn the cassette player off. So I, when, the, when the edited version finished, you know, the clean version with all the beeps in it, I let the, let the tape run for about 25 seconds and then I come up with the previous program originally contained material that some people may have found offensive. In order to maintain community standards, the producers decided to remove shit, piss, fucking load, lesos. And it was just his <laughs> People have gone to all the trouble of playing Grandma, the clean version. And then they're lying back, you know, oh, what do you think of that? And then 20 seconds later you get this barrage. And guys have told me over the years that they learned the shitting piss load fucking fucker. Oh, like the whole yeah, thing. Actually learned the thirty second swear words edited together. Oh, that's fucking funny. That's good stuff. That's good. I remember once hearing. I don't know if you told me or if Tom said that. Yeah, you were you were quite big in England, weren't you? But, oh, but, mate, they, but they've pirated you. Yeah, massively over man. I was Archie was just in a cab over in London at the mo- uh, like. When he was over there to watch Bam Bam and he was in a cab yeah. and the guy was like, oh, fucking, I want to come out to Australia and meet the 12th man. And he yeah. was like, fucking, I know him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he starts rattling off he all the bloody, rattling off all, the, all the names and stuff. That was great. Now, listen, when I did this little tour of the UK in 99, everyone, every radio station, yeah, because I, I didn't know, you know, how much explanation I would have to give mm. to all these journos. Um. But would Richie, just for context, would Richie do stuff in the summer over there? Like, were they, were they oh, yeah. aware who he was? Yeah, he was there yeah. when I was there. Yeah, yeah. That was when I met him. I saw him in the fucking, I was about to do Jonathan Agnew on the BBC mm. at the Oval, uh, my first interview. And um, and there was Richie over behind a pot plant on the phone to someone. But <laughs> everywhere I went, they all fucking knew who I was and all pulled out the fucking TDK cassette with handwritten 12th man on it. I was just absolutely blown away figuring, you know, if that's the media, what about all the cricket clubs and stuff mm-hmm. that, you know? So... Were you on sale over there? Yeah, I went over, I did a special double album for the 99 World Cup. And unfortunately, the 99 World Cup was such a fucking big deal in the UK that every man and his dog, including my record company, went on holidays. So there was just no record company support at all. Right. So there was no kind of point of sale. Let's, let's you know, put him on the fucking front counter with a little small display. They stuck me down, you know, three floors down mm. with fucking Monty Python and all these other, you know, comedians. Yeah. Um, so mine was like a timing thing, you know, like I was there for the World Cup yeah. and I'm doing interviews and stuff. You need to be, you need to have some point of sale. You need to, oh, fuck, that's that guy we heard about. So, no, from a PR point of view, great tour. Um, you know, I didn't have to explain to anyone who the fuck I was or what I did, mm. but from a sales point of view, disaster. But all your albums, though, were they all available over there? Like, just generally speaking? No, none of them. So none of them were over no. there. They're just, it was all they're like, all, they're all, all guys, guys coming out for schoolboy tours. <sighs> They'd fucking buy some copies, what? take them home, make copies for their mates. Journos saying to me, mate, fucking loved it. Literally, one night I sat up, made a hundred copies. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they're telling me as if I want to hear this. You know, would I they think, sell right? it? Huh? Would they make the copies and sell them? No, just, just give it to people. Just give them out. It's almost worse. Just somehow. give it to people. You know, so it was like, 
they think you want to hear that? Oh, yeah, did you sit up and do 100 copies? Thanks, mate. Where's my invoice book? (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I reckon, I mean, the population of the UK was about 62 million. I reckon my bootleg audience in the UK would have been more than my genuine audience in Australia. Isn't that crazy? What's the? Do you have any idea as to why would you... Were you aware that anyone gave a fuck in England firstly, but also like as a record company, would they be like, we should be trying to sell this overseas? Like, no, is there the, ever an opportunity to do all the of The boss the of my record there? company in Australia was a POM and he liked my stuff. He really liked it. And he said, uh, you know, I'll send you over there. He picked up my fucking flight and hotel bill and whatever, but he was working in Australia. So he really didn't have a lot of control over the fuckwits at EMI UK. Right. Who just... They just like summer, you know. They went on fucking holidays and just left me hanging. Yeah, okay. Scout. So, I mean, you know, the meeting Richie Benno on the first day that I arrived was great because it gave me an anecdote for the whole three-week tour. Because <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, <clears throat> I did a few interviews in London, uh, the first one being at the Oval with Jonathan Agnew, and that was the day, you know, I'm waiting for him and there's Botham and Viv Richards and Boycott and all these people walking around and I was a bit nervous. A few heavies. And then, you know, there's Richie. I just you know, had that voice. Yeah. All right, love. All right, I'll see you then. <laughs> and I'm thinking, is that someone doing me or is that fucking Richie? And it was there he was behind a tree <laughs> on the phone. And I'd never seen him fucking head to toe. I don't How long have you seen been him. doing it for at this point? Nine, did you say 99? 99. Fucking hell, and you've no, never no, seen never him? Never met him, never. So what's that, 20 years? Started in 84. So that's 16 years. Yeah. Um... And I'd never seen him from head to toe. I'd only ever seen him from the waist up. How, was, <laughs> he, was he Sitting tall? in the was uh, CCP, he, he, the Central Comedy. How big Comedy. was he? <laughs> uh, taller than I thought. Um, and uh, had glasses on. For some reason, the mobile phone looked like a foreign implement in his hands. <laughs> and, uh, and so he starts walking back to wherever the fuck he was going. <laughs> and I've said to my PR guy, fuck, there's Richie. Uh, oh, I said, are you going to say good day? I said, I've never met him. He said... He did a head snap. What, you've been doing this for 16, never met him? I said, no, I'd spoken to him on the phone. And he said... Isn't that wild? 16 yeah. years. Fucking I never ages. met him, but I spoke because I sent him copies of the record, you know, attack being the best form of defence, and sent him platinum records, invited him to piss-ups and stuff that he... Mm. Respectfully declined. <laughs> um, and uh, so... And he, he said, he, this guy said, you haven't met him? You haven't seen him? You're going to say something? I said, I have to. I just jumped in front of him and said, Richie, <laughs> some things you can't put off forever, mate. It'll be Birmingham. How you going? And uh, he basically ha- had my hand and stayed on the move. I know. It was almost moonwalking away from me, <laughs> yeah. uh, thinking, well, I've got to be polite here, but really if I stop... It means we're going to chit-chat. Mm. Uh, and I don't really want to do that. Either <laughs> that or he genuinely had to get back to the uh, CCP. Yeah. Well, he uh, may have. He may have. Do you exactly. have the, you have the I, bone on? Uh, he, yes. Uh, he did have a bone on after he met me, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so he was sort of, you know, moonwalking away from me and said, oh, Billy, uh, what a strange place to be uh, seeing you. Uh, which, of course, it was. And I said, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he said, what are you doing over here? And I said, well, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm here to spread the word on <laughs> Take it to Mickey out of you guys. Oh. Um, and then 
was one of those struggling. He was struggling to think of it. He said, I think we were supposed to meet on a golf course sometime in the past. And I had no idea what he's talking about. I said, oh, I'd love to have a hit with you one day. Well, uh, from what I hear, uh, you'd be uh, much better than me or some reference yeah, to yeah, me yeah. being a good golfer. Again, I'm fucked if I know where he got that from. <laughs> but anyway, off he went. And um, so that was my first interview in the UK. And then I was about to do a couple more interviews in London, fly to Edinburgh because Scotland were in the World Cup for the first time ever. Mm. Uh, didn't have a sponsor, and I offered them £25,000 to have the 12th man emblazoned oh, really? across their jersey. I've never heard that. And I still have one of my treasured possessions, the letter from the Scottish Cricket Board, <laughs> politely saying, we don't, think it's, we don't think it's the right way to get the young people into the game. <laughs> Fuck you, well, idiots. That's, that's the well, perfect Yeah, way. that's exactly the Absolutely way Absolutely fucking perfect. He's also got, just in terms of, like, prize possessions, is it? Do you have your folder of like great emails that you send where it's like, you know. Yeah, the email hall of fame. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's got an email hall of fame. I've got the email hall of fame. Who's in the um, hall of fame? Who's in the half? Hey, Who's Who's in it? Oh, just record companies and stuff. People who fucked up. You know, know, from the depths of your abysmal ignorance. What the (laughs) fuck are you doing? Um, (laughs) Um. so, but you know, so I, you know, I lob into Edinburgh, thinking, "Fuck, they're not a cricket town." They're in the World Cup for the first time, but sure enough, I'm going to fucking BBC Edinburgh, mm. and this guy just says, "Well, we've been laughing at him for years, and now finally we can put a face to the name." And every one of them was just like a welcome mat, you know. Mm. They all knew who the fuck I was. Um, and the problem was trying to find something to play. You know, so the people would get Has that some always idea. been a bit of a div- difficult thing where, like, you kind of. It's well, I always, I always made CDs or tapes of edited versions, you know, so it's really, you needed to be able to convey, cause, because my stuff's a story, it's not like yeah. there's jokes. So I needed to carefully work out what little bits I could put together so that if some guy in BBC Edinburgh wants to play a bit, it'll give people some idea of what I'm about mm. without having fuck shit, poop, and bum in there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that doesn't hurt, does it? No. Do but you do you look at like the, the the old brigade, like Rabs and Richie, obviously, like, and you compare that to the commentators running around today? Is there anyone that you you look at and you go, I could take the piss out of them, or is it different now? Um, I was just to have those, you know, Richie, Bill, Tony, like those Chappelle, three in particular, Chappelle, yeah, those those three in particular, but even Chappelle. With that uh, kind of uh, monotone uh, thing, uh, and uh, you did a pretty yeah, good tubs as well. And Maxie Walker, oh, Maxie Max, Max Walker, Maxie just like he had a big fucking smile on his dial the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, uh, and they'd go to they'd come back off a story, you know, a surfing story on Wide World of Sports. He go, yes, you know, <laughs> tired of living those fellas. Um, you know, he'd always have some fucking one line that he's worked out. But they, they were just manna from heaven, those guys. If you had a uh, penchant for taking the piss out of voices like I did, for those guys, I mean, yeah, Kerry Packer revolutionised the game of cricket, brought us all back to the game, coloured fucking uniforms, lights, different angles and, you know, player comfort metre and all that sort of <laughs> shit. Know. <laughs> you know, Booney with the... <laughs> was one of my favourites here. We've got a different way of uh, doing the player comfort, gauging the player comfort this season. David Boone has been kind enough to come over and help me. Thank you, David. You're on it, Tony. Now, David, if you wouldn't mind just loosening your strides for me while I slip the hand down and 
feel the moisture content of that jockstrap. <laughs> well, you can see it's very moist and sticky and damp down there. So what happens when we give it a little squeeze? Oh! <laughs> was that, was, were you ripping off shit they did at the time? Like, um, not squeezing a balls, not obviously. <laughs> no. I'm aware of that. I just found but, the player comfort meter. But were so you, fucking stupid. But was, yeah. there, but was there a player comfort yeah. meter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> that's one of the one of Channel Line's first technical. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, one of Channel Line's first technical innovations. Like, you know, what can we do? Well, yeah, player comfort meter when you're out there. I'm thinking, yeah, tall, lanky Craig McDermott. Mm. Is going to be the is same comfort. Is he going to be the same comfort as tubby little fucking David Byrne? <laughs> I don't think so. So a player comfort meter is such a subjective rubbing thing. together. Oh, like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, a few spots and pimples and rashes around the genitalia <laughs> area. Pimply, so spotted body yeah, rashes. <laughs> spotty body rashes. So I just, you know, Tony would have all these gauges, you know, showing the player comfort and the, where the wind's coming from. And I just thought. You know, let's update the technology. We've got a totally new way of uh, gauging the player comfort this season, David Byrne. <laughs> and I just thought, you know, have him... And then I invented the scrotometer. The scrotometer. scrotometer. The, the, the alligator clips. <laughs> the clips, they just clip on to the uh, scrotum of the player. And, yeah, a bit of blood there, but nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's a rash detection centre. Beep, beep, beep. There it is going off now. And um, so I just kept taking the piss out of the, the player comfort meter. Uh, it was just another layer, not only the voices mm. and the names. I mean, I the names, you know, back in the day, Pakistan, a lot of Australians were being introduced to Pakistan and Indian and Sri Lankan cricket players' names for the first time, unless you were a diehard you know, journalist or cricket fan, mm. you didn't know Safras, Nawaz and, uh, you know, Ijaz and all, most of their names ended in R's. So that's when half a dozen Mars bars and Idra fast cars and, <laughs> you know, and all that sort of shit. And, and that's what I started doing. So that was just, you know, the combination was do Richie and Bill and Tony and do their voices as best you can, create the sound of Channel 9's cricket coverage as best you can with crowd mm. uh, and, you know, ball hitting bat and all that sort of shit. Uh, do the silly names. Have the boys swearing their heads off as if it's the most natural thing to do. Mm. Well, the, very, <laughs> the very first thing was, you know, welcome to the MCG for this vitally important match. Uh, and the you know, Benson Hitters World Series Cup between uh, Australia and Pakistan. A uh, beautiful day for cricket here today, although a mass of thick black clouds was hovering over the MCG just before the start of play. And then fuck me if they didn't just disappear. Yeah. So it was just like, so everything, everything starts off, the crowd, everything. It's just sounds sinking like, fucking hot yeah, day. Exactly. Yeah. But people, people, when they heard that first record, they thought they were, which was great for me, they thought they were listening to Richie Benno. I had the original music. And then I created... Which was free, right? Like, wasn't that yeah, one that yeah, wasn't no, under... It was, it was one of the library music. Yeah. It wasn't like somebody's it was library music. Pay, so. I had to pay the guy some royalties, but not, not a shitload. So when people first heard the record, they thought, oh, fuck, I thought I'm listening to Richie Benno because everything was quite normal. You know, the way Richie usually intros a game, yep. sounded like the, the atmosphere sounded like a game, and then, did Richie just say, fuck? Um, so, but I, I, um, I was thinking the other night, like, what would Richie have, would he have demanded that there's some kind of kitty warning if you're going to have players like Decock and Root and Head. I mean, you know, these are R-rated names. Uh, I know the players can't help it. Uh, it wasn't their fault they ended up with names like that. But, uh, 
you know, he was caught by de Kock. I mean, <laughs> not the sort of thing you want to hear on a broadcast. When you did the first one, did you know it was good? No, I had no fucking idea. I just thought, you know, it was just because I used to do it sitting around the lounge room watching the cricket with, you know, Philly Deemer and Rod, you know, like mates. And because we loved it, because we loved the new Packer presentation. I still say to this day, nothing you see on TV, T20 World Cups or fucking one day series, wouldn't have happened if Kerry Packer hadn't done what he did. Yeah. So we used to sit around going, how fucking good is this? You know, like no one had been watching cricket between 1970 when we left school to. 78 when it started mm. you know it was just black and white coverage on the abc one camera locked off at one end isn't you know? that bizarre it just really wasn't no must watch no, anything it wasn't must watch at all tests and didn't really watch no, them no i mean you'd, you'd fucking hear it on the news yeah. and stuff but it was just and um so all of a sudden you know through a bit of hollywood that packer put into it we were all watching the game again and um, so we'd sit around the lounge room and I just said, did anyone fucking know that Richie Benno had this kind of voice? Because <laughs> I certainly didn't. Um, and, you know, we, always, we were sitting there laughing and then... His voice is fucking oh, it just It really is just, you know, one out of the box. And um, <laughs> I started doing him in the lounge room with just my mates. You're going, welcome back to... Because you, know, you had twos. I just love the way he said two. And um, marvellous was his adjective of choice. And then I you know, started doing Tony Gregg because the South African accents always had a. I've always been interested because it sounds like they're making it up as they go along. It doesn't seem to have any rhyme or reason. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, Bill Laurie, oh, yeah, God, he was just, yeah, everything was just, you know, fucking thing missed the outside edge of the bat by six. You got him, yes, oh, gee, that was close. And then, and then Bill had so this. So one eyed. Oh, and he had this, oh, lots of luck. Yeah. He let a lot of loose deliveries down the leg side. He used to sort of swallow his L's, you know. And so there were all these, all these little nuances and things that everyone had. Uh, you know, Bill just going off his face. And Victoria, of course, he just used to be so biased. Yeah. Shane Warren, the hero. Move, yeah, big move, move, move. <laughs> move. Get him up here, I want to boof him. And, um, and then, uh, you know, Chappelle, we just provided that. <laughs> who, did, who did you find the hardest to nail? Because I think your Tony changed quite a bit. I did. Your Tony did, changed a heap. On the first record, I used so much electronics on my voice to try and make it sound like him. Mm. And the other thing a lot of people don't realise is how different uh, they all sounded back in 78 compared to how they developed and right. sounded in the late 80s. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, Tony sounded like, like Rabs, when you hear old Rabs calls. You know, Even he sounds you like, and I, like, you, like we had the, some family videos fucking updated and you can hear you and mum when we're younger and you're like, oh, your voice has yeah. just fucking changed. Yeah. Like they just... So, so Tony had a much more squashed voice, but I hated the... Uh, First Tony Gregg I did on the first Twelfth Man single in '84 uh, because I I did so many electronic things to it to try and make it sound like him because um, all I had was the hard fast start broad vowel you know mm. South African sounding things I didn't actually have the tone of his voice if you tone of his voice um, <laughs> but thankfully the way his voice changed in the '80s and '90s made it easier to do because he got that cadence to his and he smashed that one very hard and it's going straight out about da 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 and da 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 he had this sort of melody to everything he said <laughs> and uh so i found it yeah i found it easier to do him and of course i loved putting 
you know, Glenn McGrath really has mastered the art of fast bowling in the last year and a half. Nothing McGrath ever does is half-hearted. It's just, you just lace the script with everything. And it just, you know, it hides a multitude of sins. Like people just hear, you know, hard, fast, marvellous. And I think, in fact, he does. He sounds like Tony Gregg, <laughs> he doesn't, doesn't he? It doesn't sound like he didn't like him. With, with things like when you would talk about the Sri Lankans in their little blue uniforms, like, is that shit just random? Or is there, like, is there, is there little elements of truth? No, like elements of truth. Jokes? Elements of truth. You know, these little Sri Lankans, I mean, Tony, who's eight foot ten, was. Um, you know, he used to he used to actually say, these little Sri Lankans, they oh, really, really are, you know. And... Um, I mean, these days, I mean, you'd probably get fucking shouted down, wouldn't you, for calling him Little Sri Lankans? Yes, probably. But he used to, they loved, I mean, Tony used to crap on a bit about, you know, they're looking smart in their... Smart. <laughs> looking very smart in their blue uniforms. And... Uh, <laughs> I just, it's funny, though, just hearing Eddie as well, like, he's like... Not a closet 12th man fan, but I didn't realise how much of a 12th man every time... I'm not closeted. I'm no, no, not closeted in the sense of, like, you have to sit there and, like, there. fucking yarn about it ever, but, like, in your car, it's playing all the time. And then just hearing <laughs> you, like, ask these questions, I'm like, fuck, yeah. I don't even think about those things. But it's these a good question. I like <laughs> and then, I mean, that gave... that produced that thing about talking about the uniforms, looking very smart <laughs> and their dark blue uniforms. And then the Aussies looking uh, very nice, too, in their... Canary yellow, and then Bill Canary yellow. That's Australian gold, my friend. And don't you? I mean, it's just one of those, just a random line that the fucking but Aussie public, hit, yeah. Aussie public, just so many people in social mediums. Canary yellow. That's Australian gold, my friend. And don't you fucking forget it. The other night, boys. The other night, just getting back to silly names mm. being part of, because you know I couldn't do that these days. The cancel culture would be fucking all over me like spots on grandma if I just <laughs> if I just developed if I just created the twelfth man today yeah. in two thousand twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard this fucking racist shit this But guy's I think doing? you'd have it's funny though, because you'd still have I think there'd be a vast like I reckon the majority of people would still like it, but the the loudest people oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There would there would certainly be a, a small yeah. number of people with loud voices. Oh, absolutely. Would be, the, the the woke would army would, would come out and without thinking is he saying anything about race or creed or culture? Or is he just fucking around with words? He's actually just fucking around with words. But mm. we really should object to it anyway. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, at the, when I was watching a game the other night, I mean, there was a guy playing called Hard Dick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Hard For Dick. Pakistan, I yeah. think. Arsh Deep. Yeah, these are Indians. <laughs> but these are, Indian, and people Indian. said, well, I get people texting me going, did you make these fucking names up? <laughs> and, then, and then I was... <laughs> Only paying, half paying attention to that same game mm. with Hard Dick and Arse Deep. And then all of a sudden, I hear this guy say, Indian, one of the Indian commentators, he said, Shut up, Khan! <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, What did he just fucking say? <laughs> and I had a bloody wind back. The guy's name was Shut Up Khan. S H A D A P K H A N. Shut Up Khan. And I just thought, fucking hell, you know. You're it's getting too easy. Oh, this is getting, <laughs> you don't have to do anything. I don't know if he took a catch or did something. The guy just said, shut up, gun. Oh, fucking hell, man, you know. You're in Australia. It doesn't mean you can. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I thought of his brother, Sasha Khan. And like, you're a Khan, I'm a Khan, bunch of Khan. Um, but it was, just, it was just one of those. It was already funny enough for me thinking, mm. You know, getting texts from people going, you heard these names, Hard Dick and Arsh Deep and whatever, and then, shut up, gun. I thought, what did you just say? S-H-A-D-A-P, shut up, 
Khan, K-H-A-N. Just hearing it in the background. You yell it out loud enough, it sounds all kinds oh, of wrong. Yeah. You know? It sounds exactly like that. Is there? <laughs> have you got a name that's... One of my favourite names you've ever done, and it sounds almost like... It's almost, uh, almost like doing you a disservice because of how creative some of them are, but it was just, it's like the most simple thing I've ever heard, and it was just Jim Shoes. Yeah, I know. I know. You, always, you always told me. Jim Shoes. Jim Shoes. It's just so pure. It was when Richie, <laughs> what the fuck you Richie was berating him. He'd sent the boys. He'd sent the, you know, when, when, was it when I'd taken over? I can't Yeah, I think it was. When, when Channel 9 had employed Billy Birmingham to do all six, seven voices because their budgets were tight. And Richie, of course, and the boys were apoplectic. Oh, and yeah, the, the, yeah, um, and their petition. The petition. And he sends them down to Martin Place <laughs> to, on a, you know, to get a petition to have them reinstated. So, you know, he teams, you know, Tony and Bill up and... <laughs> Mark Nicholas and someone else. I'll give you the shag of your life. <laughs> Groovy, uh, baby. If you sign this, I will shag you rotten, baby. Um, <laughs> they, they called him shagging, apparently, after that. Did but they? anyway. Did they? Yeah. Um, but, Good Lord. But the, the, the scene was that after everyone in Martin Place just took the piss, you know, they all just fucking signed all these bullshit names and Richie's going, you know, what the fuck are all these bloody names here, you know? Didn't you didn't you look? I mean, people were just taking the piss. You know, with, um what was it? it Harry Dick and Balls. Harry Harry Dixon <laughs> Balls with the bloody hyphenated surname. And uh, I can't even remember something else. What was some of the others, Tom? I, mate, I couldn't tell you. I only just like I just remembered Jim Shoes. Yeah, I know, but just anyway, like, but one of them, fucking. one of them was Jim Shoes. Uh, yeah, very fuck because the other guys go, <laughs> yeah, very funny. Um, and I was it was strange because you thought you Peter thought, File. Oh uh, yeah, Peter File. Peter File. That's right. Yeah, Peter File. <laughs> and uh, didn't you read any of these names, you idiots? And for some reason, Tom liked Jim Jim, Hughes. It's just so simple. It was just so fucking simple. I was like, it's right. It's almost like right in front of your face when you hear it. You're like, it's right there. Have you ever Have you ever done the um, <laughs> Australia thrashing England four 0 around? Obviously, Steph's married into a, a Croatian, Croatian Serbian family. Do you ever Do you ever get up at like a at what? A, a, a Christmas you know the, time and do funny, the old Australia. You may have even asked me like whether I've ever played that to her family. That played what? Played the, what? The digger ditch. Oh, fuck it. Fuck off your Three nothing Australia. Digger ditch. Son of a bitch. Fuck off your bitch. Golovich. Bloody Robsitch. Bloody Robsitch. Pass to the Australian substitute Smith. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Phil Yureski, the Australian skipper. Um, that was. I mean, I've never seen heard that actually. I should show it. Have yeah, you ever shown you it? Uh, I don't. I don't think I have. That was the memorable thing for that was I didn't because I always worked so last minute. I was always fucking working midnight to dawn to finish it in time. <laughs> I was mixing the soccer, um, um, you know, the Australia England friendly, and just was, it was just a combination of the fucking drugs weren't working and it was tired and it was very late mm. and I just listened to it I got this cold shiver that it wasn't funny that it was just Froggy and I who thought it was funny because it all came from watching a game one night just at, but, but are you talking about as it is like as you put it out yeah no as like, yeah as it was being mixed you know so I'd written I'd, I'd recorded the fucking the, script yeah but so what and, we've all heard yeah, is, is what, what you, you were wigging out about yeah I was wigging out yeah. about it yeah because it was like just because the whole idea came from watching an Australian soccer game and everyone was either a ski or an itch. 
you know, so I lost my house key. You better not ski and all that sort of <laughs> do wicked witch and son of a <laughs> bitch. <laughs> anyway, do not ski. He did ski. That's got to be a penalty. Um, so that's where the, the sketch came from. For some reason, I just got this fucking horrible thing that was Froggy and I. We found it funny, but it really wasn't that funny. So it was like three or four in the morning. I've got to finish mixing the whole record and get it to the record company, you know, 10 a.m. or something. And it was a two-minute sketch or two-and-a-half-minute sketch. It would leave a big hole if I... And I said, Frog, fuck. And we just stopped down for about an hour, hour that we couldn't afford, with Froggy trying to convince <laughs> me that it was okay. Yeah. Anyway... In the trenches, frog. In the trenches, like, oh, I said, oh, fuck, it's just... I mean, is it is it funny, Frog? I mean, it's just... Like, just you and I were laughing at it when we just heard how many skis and itches there were in the Australian team, but... Anyway. Um, had but do you... It, but do had you, to put it back in. Well, thank you, you did. That's actually what got me into you. The first... The first... <laughs> that, 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 that yeah, yeah, yeah. The first person... it was person, like people took it out and put it into, like, isolation, right? Yeah. And it would get shared The first around. person who ever... Verbalised anything about that record must have been two days after it came out. Was a guy at the airport said, Dig a ditch, son of a bitch. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. There was no fucking Richie Benno's or cricket thing, he was into the soccer. So, did the what with the wild water sports thing? Was there like a motivation to not just be super cricket centric? Like, or did you just see it as a funny opportunity? No, it was, no, it was, a, it was a, a, as popular as Channel Lines cricket coverage, okay, because it was pre Fox Sports, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you could see a roundup of every fucking sport, all the serious stuff: tennis, baseball, football, yeah. rugby, rugby league. Because a lot of that you couldn't watch live. No, you couldn't watch it live. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, because it was yeah, right. they they sourced a lot of their material from Wide World of Sports America, so you'd get lobster racing in bumfuck Idaho and stuff. You know, <laughs> so you know, for a bit of light relief, um, <laughs> and it was a very popular show. Um, you know, started at. I don't know, midday, I think, didn't it? And it finished sometimes at five o'clock or six o'clock. So it just went, shit, was it that long? Oh, fuck, you could fly to Perth and back and still the fucking show's still going. <laughs> or take the kids to sport, come back and it's still and it's going. It's still going. So, um, but because you weren't watching stuff live, like you'd on Fox or ESPN, um, and uh, yeah, so it was as popular as Channel 9's cricket coverage had become. But even and then, like, again, like, in terms of luck, like, equal amount of voices you could take the piss out of. Yeah, well, Gibbo, you know, because you had, you had Gibbo, who was the erudite journalist, um, <laughs> the, and then you had Chappelle with him. Who was Bear? Kenny, Kenny, Kenny Cullen. Ian Maurice. Ian Maurice. Toby Brown's, like, favourite <laughs> fucking yeah. impersonation. Was it Kenny... Kenny... Kenny Sutcliffe. No, Kenny Calendar. Oh, Kenny Calendar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kenny, yes. He, yes. He had a tongue that was about an inch too long for his mouth. <laughs> And he, and he was a classic, you know, because they'd cross out to him at, uh, you know, at Ramick Racecourse. And you had Johnny Tapp, who was the fucking caller. And, he'd be, standing with, and he'd be standing with... with uh, he exploded. With, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so he's exploded out there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Kenny Callender was just sensational because... <laughs> You know, every fucking horse had an S in his name and, and he just had the most unbelievable lisp. It was <laughs> sensational. And he was one of the most gracious people in terms of accepting my piss tape. Piss tape. He was fabulous, a great guy. It's weird, though, that, that all those such unique voices wore around at the time. Like yeah, that's the thing that's kind of... it's Like, like I, you know, we, I listen to... No one really stands out to me. No, now. listen, and you, no. look, you're right. But, I mean, honestly, back in those days, it was like... I, 
this other show that was as popular as the cricket and it was going to give me a different sandpit to play in and they just happened to be <laughs> the same voices you had this collection yeah gibbo with that sing song what about that ref and he went down like a sack of spurs didn't he yes he did uh, you know so yeah this strap on the plastic girl (laughs) (laughs) got female weightlifting (laughs) bodybuilders i think you're anabolic was it anabolic testicle has popped out of her costume (laughs) her costume um so you're right even that other show that I was tempted to have a crack at because it was different, um, you know, um, Gibbo and Chappelle crossing out to Tappy and Ken. Oh, big jolly steak was there. Oh, 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 huge. And, you know, just there were so many. Maxie Walker was a, you know, Max Walker. They give him and Daryl these sports that they knew nothing about, like surfing. Yeah. Oh, we've got to do the surfing. Uh, Daryl, right you go there. Oh, gee, oh, Margot Oberg. Oh, look at her ripping and tearing. Oh, gee, she's one of the loosest girls on the circuit. But just like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just... you know, one of the loosest girls on the circuit. What are we talking <laughs> about? She buffs all the other guys. Um, but they just make stuff up, you know. Max mm. used to do the same. They'd send him off to do motorboat racing or something, and he'd bone up on a couple of key phrases. <laughs> he'd say, oh, you know, you got the you know, horsepower. Is it bumpy? <laughs> he'd rattle off all these stats and then have a dumb fuck a question. Dumb question. All right, well, there you have it. It, it cut off abruptly. And, you know why. Well, you know why, because Tobler fucked it. But we aren't going to call him out for it. No, I wouldn't do that. Wouldn't no. dare. It'd be, again, no. uncouth of Tom and I who are... You know, unequivocally stand up gents. We stand by our guys. We will not name them. No, fuck no. We wouldn't do that. We wouldn't do it, but, top, but it was Toblock. So that's why I cut off because of Toblock. <laughs> now, um, just quickly, Eddie. Yeah, mate. For the punters and dribblers still here. Oh, they're all here. They're all here. Yeah. Um, Make no mistake. Just a bit of cricket chat. Yeah, bro. Um, before we sort of wrap things up. Obviously, when we talk cricket, we do it for KO. Now, you and I were at the um, day one of the Sydney test. It was fantastic. Obviously, rain affected, but it was fun. Like you just can't, you can't beat the cricket generally. But we also were lucky enough to be in members where it's like you're in a pub at the cricket, filled with fucking hundreds of cunts who just love cricket. Like it's it's like a meetup of cricket dribblers. It's like being at the pub, but the window, which is all the way open, looks out onto a world class cricket field. Yeah, and there's world class players playing world class cricket. Yeah. That's the difference. That's the difference. To big any pub you like that's pubby. Yeah. Not like Hems style pub. No, but no, like no. Pubby not, pub. Well, to be honest, it is Hems style food. But not Hems style theme. No, you're right. Like if he did the decor, it'd look completely different. Yeah, it would. It'd be all like rusticy beach fucking sandal. Yeah, oh, God knows what he'd do to no, it. The yeah. food is pretty good, though. The food's good. So I won't shit on Justin. I had much. a disgusting amount of food yesterday. Like I've been. Well, on, I was hungry, Tom. But I've, I, I am definitely back on a new health kick. Not, I'm not going to talk about it anymore, but I'm just saying back on your health kick but yesterday mm. when i like did the fucking calculations in my head last this morning when i woke up you did the math dude meat pies when we got there yeah well because that's because they wouldn't toast they panini. wouldn't toast a panini but a meat pie steak sambo out at the bundy thing which by the way i'd give nine out of ten nine no out bullshit. of ten steak sambo the sauce phenomenal then soso did you have a soso i had a soso Hold soso on. roll uh, one of the like ones without the cheese all over, just a normal fucking hot dog. Like an El Loco hot dog. Yeah. Without the cheese. Without the cheese. <laughs> right. Then when I was leaving, another El Loco hot dog from downstairs. And then when I got home, I ordered a pizza. <laughs> and I was like, dude, that is... What did you get? Seafood? 
Seafood. So prawn pizza, yep. Sure. Shout out to Gelbersons. How did you sneak those two Oloco dogs in? Well, I didn't sneak them. I was just living my life. I was with you most of the time. Yeah. I, you, did you, I did you take that into the in. shit up? No, I snuck the last one in because it was on the way out. Right. So, you know. Um, but a great day was had by all. But I will say this. I have a, a bone to pick and I'm not the only person with the bone. But I think we were kind of fucking confused even on the day. Like yesterday when it was happening, we were like, what the fuck? When they went off at two, yep. I two thought they were calling an early lunch because the weather was coming in. 2.20 it was, I think. They just did that for bad light. I know. Unbelievable. 2.20 in the afternoon, bad light. Bad light, my fucking ass. It wasn't fucking bad. Turn the light on if it's bad light or, and get pink balls. Like play with that wasn't Chica saying that too saying that is like chick, have chick, a box of pink balls there yeah. that are the same like a bunch of different overs. Well, no, you bring them out for the same overs. That's Just what go, I mean. These right? pink balls of fucking seen twenty overs. Seen twenty yeah. overs. That's what we're using. Like, and I think Steve War um, heard of him. Uh, he was sort of like, bro, there are too many other options for people. It is too competitive a sporting market for you to just be fucking off because the light's not good enough, yeah. apparently. Which is horseshit because it was fine. Test cricket cannot afford to just fucking nip nip back to the sheds because the light's not good, especially when it's pissing rain Mate, like every five they minutes. came back and played till like five o'clock. Yeah. Are you telling me the light was fucking better then than it was at 2.20? Yeah. Oh, because a couple Bull of clouds rolled in. shit. Nah. Just because you're holding some fucking... Stupid little light toy, meter. some fucking little light meter that talks shit. Yeah, no one trusts that light. I meter, don't right? trust that thing. No. Back in the old days, that thing would get hit for talking shit. You know you what I mean? One hundred percent, mate. <laughs> that thing would have one put on its chin. <laughs> no, in the good old days, that thing would have got laid yeah. out. Yeah, before we became soft as a society, and it became you know wrong to punch a bloke for fucking you know talking shit. Yeah, that light meter would be fucking KO'd. Yeah, and we wouldn't be talking about this because the boys would be out there ripping and tearing. <laughs> because at the end of the day, Tom, as the great Steve Orr heard of him said. Talk shit, get hit. Talk shit, get hit. <laughs> Talk shit, get hit. That's just the reality, baby. Yeah. That's the fucking, they're the way of the land. Yeah. And if any of that, and honestly, I hate to say it, but I'm gonna. And if any of our players have got any problem with it. Come see us. Come see us. You might get a fucking spanking too. Yeah, yeah. And that's and like, mate, on the day of days on the Sydney in Sydney cricket, yeah. arguably world cricket. In mm. fact, I'll say world say cricket. Say world cricket, say it. Day one, Sydney test, New Year, ringing it in right. Yep. And you fuckers are going off at 2.20 because you're fucking scared of the dark. Yeah, ridiculous. Pathetic. What is this, a fucking Goosebumps book or something? Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, so that was disappointing. And then to have like rain come on and off for the rest of the day where it's like, we could have got a little bit more cricket in here, you fucks. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. Like, I, it, there's no common sense. It's dark out there now, Tom. Do you reckon like, because they'll have to come back early today. They'll probably start at nine or 9.30. Well, it was pissing down this, last night and this morning, so they might have to also wait for it to dry That's out. That's a good point. But they'll be, they should be starting early because they lost overs yesterday. Yeah. Is it too dark from now at 9.30 in the morning? Is well, that too dark? That light meter, I'd like to see what it has to fucking say. Lippy little fucking lippy pretty. little fucking pussy. So that was disappointing, but like yeah. you know, it was slow going in the morning. But I don't like, I don't mind slow going first I love session. Love it. People were like, "Fuck, Quadra, he's going slow." Going. I'm like, dude, that's this is Test cricket, baby. Yeah. Get your fucking take your T20 hat off and just enjoy a dude eking out runs. And Quadra averages 98 at the SCG. Yeah, he does. So too. I see him coming out today and fucking chipping his way to a hundo. I think so. 
It was disappointing Labra couldn't get there. Again, he may be scared of the dark. Well, don't want to call him out on it, but he no, might be. He might be. Uh, but, you know, 79-ish, Tom? Pretty rock uh, solid. 77 maybe, 79, yeah. You know, somewhere in, somewhere in that vicinity. Warner went cheaply, went early. Um, Can't be better. But David got a ton last test. So I don't well, he got a double, fun. actually. Don't want to we got a double, Tom. Yeah, you're right. I, um, I want to actually also shout out a couple of people we were with yesterday for um, some Hawkeye level, and not Hawkeye in a tennis sense, I mean, or eagle-eyed. Eagle-eyed observation. Probably, although I think hawks have pretty good eyes. No, I think you could. I think you could. Well, hence them co-opting the hawks' eyes for the tennis. I wonder who has the superior eye, Tom, the hawk or the eagle. I don't know if I can continue without finding that out. <laughs> <laughs> Best vision for birds. Oh no, it changed to version. We need vision here. V I S I O N, I believe. Yeah, I believe I O N, Tom. Best vision, bird. Eagles. All birds have pretty excellent long distance vision, but eagles stand out. They can see clearly about eight times as far as humans can, allowing them to spot and focus on a rabbit or other animal at a distance of about two miles. Oh my God. God, having clear vision, two miles. Two mile clear vision. Two miles in the old Tom, I think 3.2 kilometres. <laughs> or the new, rather. <laughs> yeah, the new. <laughs> I wonder, though, with that, whether they're going, do, like, do I just, like, my short distance is here, but then if I'm looking at something far, it's not like my eyes can zoom, but, like, can, do they, like, zoom in two, three kilometres? Like, I don't understand even well, if how it's, that Well, if they works. can see eight times as far... And it's two miles. That means we can see 250 meters. Right, but what I no. mean is, right? But like the further something gets Let away... Let me work that out. I know that our math has always been shit on But on something gets smaller just by the virtue of being far away, right? So it's not always... It's To me, I'm like, it's not just so about... They see eight times further. That's, so what we see at 400 meters, they see... Is what uh, is what they're seeing at three k's, three point two k's, three point two k's. That's how I think that would. But work. what I'm trying to say is right. Yeah. If something, if I'm struggling to see something a hundred meters away, mm -hmm. it looks it's also small, right? So like, there's a part of the sight of an eagle which would have to be able to zoom or something, wouldn't it? So you're talking about zooming technology. Well, I'm wondering whether they have zoom tech <laughs> built into their ocular setups. So Mother Earth's version of of zoom in. Yeah, or, or binox. Binox built in binox. Native binocs. Well, yeah. Interesting. Uh, so our eagle-eyed, now that we know, not hawk-eyed, our eagle-eyed friends. Uh, they noticed that in the uh, singing of the national anthem that one Matt Renshaw of recently promoted back the test side fame was standing about half a metre away from the rest of the boys. He was. Uh, what, what some would have you believe is a COVID safe distance. He was closer literally than you and I are on the couch right now. <laughs> he was literally closer than that, but he, uh, stand fucking 38 centimeters away from your nearest. Don't stand arm in arm because you've been diagnosed with COVID. But so the boys are like, that seems weird. Why is he doing that? Unless they've got like beef, which seems like a weird time for him to be picked in the side. If he's like literally blowing with the guy on the end. Also, like, if they are blue, and let's just mix up the line. Yeah, exactly. Then he's on the sideline, sitting on a chair by himself. By himself, not in the sheds. Not in the sheds. I'll tell you what, like, what a, what a sort of disappointing way to come back. Yeah. 
for you from that personally. Yes. Now, obviously, you can go out there and score a ton and be the hero of the fucking test, but I mean more on a personal get camaraderie, around boys, yeah. getting around the boys, bum slabs, dick yeah. grabs, that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's absolutely to probably take a bit of the gloss off of it if no one's grabbing your ass or your dick inside the team environment. Um, you know, celebrating success in that way is obviously a hallmark of team sports. Certainly in the male profession. Um, I can't speak for the females. I, I don't know if females. they like a little grab of the front and the back, but certainly the men do. The men do. Uh, all consensual, of course. He, the boys were like, so Sherman and uh, cousin of the show, Hamish, who if you see in public, we, we very much encourage you to roll that, it. Yes, we do. Um, and so it was him and the godfather of the SCG, basically, who pointed it out. We then put it up on the gram, lo and behold, maybe, you know, news cycles, these days, they're slow to the uptake. About an hour later, it dropped on the news that Renshaw had tested positive for COVID. Yeah, it did. And so, to the to the victor go the spoils, Tom. Yeah. We weren't quoted in any news articles, which no, is disappointing. We no. Not surprising, but disappointing. Well, are you shocked, Tom? No. Disappointed. Very disappointed, but not shocked. No. Such is the way of the world, more specifically traditional media, who yes. look to, you know, fuck over the newcomer. Yep. But not Ko. No, not Ko. Uh, who we also like school. To, well, we'd also like to hand out a, uh, a warm and hearty congratulations to our good friends at Ko, who bring you the would, cricket yes. for securing the the rights along with Fox and Channel Seven till twenty thirty one. Tom, I believe to the tune of around two hundred fifty million a year. Don't 1. quote 5 me. One point five billy. Yeah, was the the TV rights deal very good news for all who enjoy the cricket coverage. I was thinking about it as well, like just 10 and Paramount were having a crack. And it's like, even if they got it, you would, I imagine, like I reckon we take for granted experienced uh, sports production teams. So like yep. Channel 9 sports production with rugby league or when they had the cricket, Fox with rugby league and with cricket, Channel 7 with AFL and they do it well with cricket. Although I don't think they do it well as well as Fox. But, just seeing that level of production. And then when you see like another network who scoops in and steals the rights and you go, oh, this yeah. sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't realize how much I just subconsciously enjoyed the production quality yeah. of your foxes of the world. Exactly. Please no. To have it. Please no. Please no. Oh, God, no. Yeah. But hallelujah to the punter and the dribbler because we can rejoice. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Settle in till 2031. Yeah. Sun your dicks. Sun your dicks, your tits, your, your balls, your vaginas. Your and enjoy cricket. Yeah. Where it should be enjoyed. That's on KO. That and is Fox on cricket. KO. And um, Fox cricket. At L and L. But specifically KO. A <clears throat> couple other things, Eddie, before we wrap this um, this potty up. Yeah, bro. Adam Zamba's a man, God. <clears throat> Listen. I wouldn't have liked to have woken up the other day as Adam Zampa. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> no, Waking no. up as Adam Zampa the other day would have been one of the toughest wake-ups all time. It's probably Luai post-best man speech. Oh, it's. Oh, I think I honestly think it may be higher. Because of the televised global nature of the sport? Because of the televised global nature of the sport and the... Um, the sword. Where would you put it? The 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 dark history of the man cat. Yeah. Well, the like the I guess the Dark's the baggage the, right the baggage that comes yeah, with the man cat. Yeah, and yeah. the perception of the man cat. But the man cat carries a certain perception. 
always yeah. has, you may always bit, will. And I'm not saying that Adam Zampa is this, but the perception of you man-catting is that you're a bit of a dog and a weak-gutted one at that. <laughs> yeah. In the words of Ricky Stewart, a weak-gutted dog. Yeah. Now, unfortunately for Adam, it gets a little bit worse than... It wasn't an attempted man-cat. It was in a, the sense that, like, I'm going to fake you out. It wasn't out. a threatened man It wasn't a threatened man It wasn't man-cad. a warned man That's right. That's exactly right. It was a... Full-blown man-cad. However, Adam, as if it could get no worse, goes beyond the vertical. So the bo- the bowling action has... It's is once once his arm goes beyond the vertical, the batsman is allowed to leave the crease. Yes. And it wasn't until his arm went past the vertical that, that the, the batsman left the crease. the crease. So, in fact, he's going for a man-cad that had no place been on the field no and basically it got overturned so what's worse than a man cad doing one so now everyone knows that you're a man catter and then the powers that be going well you're a man catter and you didn't even do it right that man cad wasn't a man cad so now all you are is a failed man catter mm. you can't even do that and again adam zampa he he had I think he's always a bit like of a. He's always a bit more of a quirky cricketer, you know, weird hairstyle. Yeah, I think. Well, look, loves I think, coffee. That's right. Stoyness, all that, all good, and you know, sure, an interesting I've, guy. But he has always had a bit of the like. He's been a. He's been peculiar in the most generous sense. I could say that. I think. I think. Put it this way: we all remember the headband. Yes. You know, and I think that sort of paints a. a, a a picture in the mm. eye, the well, mind's that, eye, the punter. Well, the, the headband wore him, and it was it was it was acutely uh, obvious of that when we saw it. It was like, there's a headband wearing a cricketer. That's right, and the head. I mean, the headband can bowl. But listen, the headband was all right. The headband can't turn him, but he's got he can, but he can, well, he can certainly well, bowl. Well, Zampa's got a straight ball and a straighter ball, and that's fucking done batsmen in for all over the world, five or six years now. Yeah. Not the point. It's just unfortunately, a it's not. It's just you fucking man cad at your own peril. Like the thing is, I feel like there's been a bit of fucking man cad flavor in the air. Obviously, Ravi Ashwin, yep. is that his name? Uh, is a man catter of note and a beater at that. But then M- Mitchell Stark. Well, he threatened one. But that just, but, I think, I think Zampa. Had the flavour of man cat in his I, the taste I, of the cat in his mouth from that moment. I completely agree. I think he saw a big dog mm. in Mitch Stark, warn the batsman at, on, at test level. At test level, goes, I'm not putting up with it. And to be honest, Mitch was well within his rights to have a fucking yarn, and that's all it was. I don't think Mitch would have ever crossed that threshold and gone full test mode man cat. I don't think I would see that. No. However, poor old Adam of Headband War Him fame mm. sees the big dog attempt it and goes, I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to do it. But it fails. It fucked it up. The problem with, with this Zampa situation is, yeah, he's a bit weird. And I like that personally. I think it's way more interesting. He's a bit more of a, you know, he's a bit more behind the eyes, as it were. But what it does mean is that you kind of need to be. Um, relatively faultless because he was wearing the headband everyone's like that's Magoo as fuck there's a headband wearing a cricketer what are we doing but he he was a bit charming and like interesting and funny and he was taking brave wickets for the nation in T20s and all that sort of shit so we were sort of like he's cool I'm cool with Zampa and I still am but 
Then you throw in a man cad, and I remember that you wore a headband five years ago, which I'd forgotten about. <laughs> and I, you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, fuck. That's right. <laughs> to be so honest, it's mate, all coming back to it's me. It's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> it's all coming back to me. As soon it's, as I saw that, I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. The headband was like a flash. My life yeah. flashed before my eyes, and I saw all the things he'd done. You were jolted back to another time. Yeah. Almost immediately. So, yeah. unfortunately for, for Adam now, his CV reads... Headband wore him. Mm. Attempted a man cat failed. Failed and also played cricket. Also played cricket for Australia T twenties one days. Yeah, not bad. I don't know if he's got a test with. He's got a test no. With. He doesn't have a test cap, and I I dare say that the test dream died with that failed man cat. <laughs> I dare say. I hope that's not the case for the young man. No, I would. Well, look, I don't want to wish any sort of you know ill, Ill towards him. We've had him, we've we've interviewed him before actually for Ko, who bring you cricket on this podcast. He's a great bloke, nice guy. Just you've got unfortunately now yeah. another line on the CV that you don't want to. Yeah, be exactly. It's 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 there. You can't scrub that off the failed man cad, and it is what it is. Now the final thing I want to touch on Eddie before we uh, before we go is. There's a lot of chat, obviously, around the test side and the couple of old boys in there uh, and a transitional period that potentially, not potentially, it just is on the horizon. But what's pissing me off, Edward, mm -hmm. is that the, they're talking about Warner, Kawaja and Smith. They're like, well, Warner, Kawaja, Smith, not long to go. I'm like, Cunt. Warner and Kawaja are 37 years old. Smith isn't even 34 yet. Cut it out. Yeah, shut up. Cut it out. Stop including Smith in the retirement but there's, talks. But there's enough narrative. There is more than enough narrative to just talk about Kawaja. Tonga. Oi, 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 oi. Get off me, bro. He feels the same way, clearly. He's pissed off. He came down at the right time. He came down at the right time. We get it, mate. You're upset. Um, oi. Move, oi, oi. buddy. Get out. Move, buddy. Get out. <laughs> um... Like, there's enough narrative to talk about Kawaja and Warner, an all-time great retiring. Yeah. You don't need to put smid, Smudge in there because you think it'll sell more fucking papers and get more Lion's older than Smith, isn't exactly. he? Exactly. Shut the fuck up. Smidge isn't go, smudge isn't going anywhere. You're just chill. Now you're talking shit. Yeah, like, just don't... We don't need to whip ourselves into a fucking chaotic frenzy of stress here. Let's manage stress appropriately. This is about stress management, right? 100%. Obviously, as a nation, we're stressed about the impending departure of... David, the Dark Angel, the Mongrel, fucking the Bull Warner, right? The mm. Reverend. We are worried about Usman fucking should have been in the side for the entirety of his career and not dropped Kawaja. We are worried about that. They're 37 years old, not getting any younger. Smith is not even 34 yet, so shut the fuck up. He can play for another three years, get to 40 test tones. Comfortably. Comfortably. Woo the fuck up. Woo up. Woo the fuck up. It's just a warning. That's all it is. We're giving a warning. Yeah. Woo the fuck up. Woo up. Because smudge isn't going anywhere. Watch him go to England and dominate and zip you cunts up. Yep. Uh, but that's it. That's it. Hope you enjoyed the interview. Share to Kay. Share to Kay. Send us to England, please, for the ashes. Please send us to England. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll, sit down. Like, we'll sit down. Tom and I got a plan of attack for you. For you guys. All you have to do is just open the coffers. Not a big deal. <laughs> Not a big deal. No, and, and that's look, you guys are very generous there at KO and, and we, we appreciate you greatly. All we're saying is that it would be in everyone's best interest, we feel, to send us to England for the ashes. Yeah, because they need to be covered right. At least for the first three tests. Yeah, probably, the, yeah. Well, first yeah, three. Th first three. First three three's fine. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
Could you two just not talk anymore? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Summer's just around the corner, so give your body the care it deserves with Osea's best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Created by infusing Andaria seaweed in barrels of botanical oils, it leaves skin silky soft and glowing. Plus, it's clinically proven to improve elasticity and deeply moisturize without feeling greasy. It's safe, clean, vegan skincare. Get 10% off your first order at oseamalibu.com with code GLOW, plus free shipping on orders over $60.